Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. AEW successful. Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. What is going on, guys? Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off The Scripts. This is your AEW Dynamite post show for July 13th, 2022. I am your host, JD, from New York. As always, coming to you live from the OTS Beer Garden. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Wednesday evenings, wherever you may be. And Jesse is not full screen. So many fucking problems going on today, man. What is going on? Sound apparently is fucking up. I don't got Jesse at the right fucking dimensions. I don't know what's going on tonight. Not really in the mood right now. Um, and we got a $500 super chat. $500 super chat by Osaqui. We love Osaqui. I don't even know what to say, man. He wants to put a smile on my face. But uh, apparently everybody in the chat said the sound was going out. I don't know what the fuck's going on with the sound. If anybody mentions the goddamn fucking sound again, Hooligrim's getting ready, okay? So if the sound isn't working... I don't know what to fucking tell you. Jesse can hear me, and that's all that really fucking matters to me. If if nobody else can hear me, I don't really give a shit. Jesse, what's going on, man? Nah, I can't hear you. The sound is bad. Yeah, the sound is bad, apparently. Um, so, uh, yeah, Hula Grim, I'm just kidding. make sure. I hear you just fine. Uh, I know you hear me fine. I hear you fine, too. Cl- crystal clear. Um, Hula Grim, if anybody mentions the goddamn fucking sound, get them the fuck out of here. Seriously. Because that shit drives me fucking crazy. I don't know what to do. Monday, we were fine. Tuesday, we were fine. Apparently, uh... 
everything is fucked up now. So I don't know what. Anyway, uh, Jesse, what's going on, man? What do you think of Dynamite tonight? Uh, we got uh, new AEW Tag Team Champions tonight in Swerve and Keith Lee. I was shocked. I know you were shocked. I thought we were getting something completely different going into All Out. Now announced for Chicago. And we are swerved. Tony Khan swerved us, bro. Yeah, man. It was... That was an exciting match, man. Let's start. Let's start with that. I mean... That was incredible. I I did not expect that level of a match of a main event tonight. Not at all. Not you at didn't all. you didn't expect the level of main event that we got tonight. I didn't expect that level of a match from from that main event. No. I mean, no. look at the level of performers in that match. I know. I, I'm not saying I expected trash. Oh, I'm I just know. saying I'm know. just saying whatever I expected, I this far exceeded it. Yeah. You know, if I expected a 15-star banger, I feel like they gave me a 20. You know, it, it doesn't matter. Whatever I expected, this, this far exceeded it, man. This was incredible. Yeah, I um, I mean, we've seen a lot of triple threat matches in AEW, uh, especially on the tag team side of things throughout 2022. And I feel like we've gotten a lot of triple threat matches. We've gotten a lot of battle royals. It, it's really tough to keep tabs on how many things, you know, we see. Um, who is this in the chat? How unprof- uh, get the uh, King of Hearts unbenching this guy. Get him the fuck out of here. Um, it, it's it's really crazy, man. How we see so many of these triple threat matches and these battle royals. We we get them all throughout the year. It's tough to really stay ahead of the game, uh, ahead of the curve when it comes to making yourself stand out, making these matches different. Uh, what do you think? What do you think they did tonight that really kind of made you feel like? You weren't going to get that level of quality in the main event, and then they somehow just pulled out a, a fucking absolute banger in the main event. What was different here tonight? It was the it was the pacing of the match for me. Um, I think it was paced very well. And then by the time they get to what felt like was going to be the go-home segments, they started turning into very believable near falls. Very believable near falls. And when it came down to it, as it developed... And as it started looking like uh, Keith Lee and Swerve were going to win from the from the way the sequence was unfolding, I was just sitting there because nobody expected them to win. I was just sitting there looking like, okay, wow, well, how are the Bucks going to come and save this one? You know, they're all obliterated. Yeah. And then sure enough, they won. I was like, wow. I, I still don't know how to feel about that itself. Right now, I'm just talking about the main event and the match because I think all six guys killed it i think they all killed it in that match and and it could i don't think it could have been done any better that was a fantastic um match the outcome i don't know man it i'm starting to come up with the nickname of uh hot potato tony right about now man i mean the titles just just they just keep hopping the fuck around they just keep hopping around but this is like i said i don't know how i feel about this because i'm happy that that swerve and lee got the titles um, I'm just confused as to where where they're going with all of this. That's all. You know? Yeah, it's um, it's it's ridiculous how uh, you know, it, it, and you're right. Your assessment on that is right. Um, we have uh, hot potatoing of a lot of titles in, in AEW. You know, definitely the TNT title and the tag team titles. Um, I wouldn't say so much the tag team titles, but I'm very surprised by tonight's outcome. I I still do think we get FTR and the Young Bucks at All Out. That's just the match to go with. 
And, you know, theoretically, in the back of my mind, I, I felt like Tony Khan was going to give us a true, unbelievable tag team main event for All Out, where all the belt, winner take all, everything was going to be on the line, FTR and the Young Bucks. I thought that was going to be his main event for All Out. Um, we still could get that. I don't know if it's a main event match without the AW tag team titles, or maybe what I was thinking after tonight. And I hope this isn't the case, but I can't really see why he would have made the decision that he did tonight. Is it possible that Swerve and Keith Lee were made into tag team champions tonight because they are going to be transitional champions? You want them to have a feel-good moment first time in Savannah, Georgia tonight? Are they going to play the role of, hey, we, we pinned Hobbs and Starks, and then the Young Bucks show up on TV next week and claim and cry that they were not pinned? Are, are we going to get something like that where we get a tag team match between just uh, Swerve and Keith Lee against the Bucks, and the Bucks win the match. Well, that would just be the, the the epitome of just hot potato in the titles for no reason. I mean, it looks like there's a there's a pattern forming here. I mean, between it looks like just about not everyone, but almost all of the title changes that's happened as of recently, like this year, they've all come with the line of. Was it too soon? I think it might have been too soon. Maybe it was too soon to move to take, to take the title away. Hangman, you know, as we're all happy that Punk is champion, everything else, a lot of people were starting to, you know, were feeling bad for Hangman's reign, you know, not trying to rehash the discussion, but the discussions were had. Um, then we got the tag titles coming off of um, Jurassic Express. On to the Young Bucks. The yep. discussions were had about did the Jurassic Express get a good run? Did they get a chance to do anything with the titles, you know, before they were moved? Then we got the TNT title. That was a discussion we just had then. You know, was Scorpio Scott taken away too soon? Did he get a chance to do anything with it? We don't know. I guess we'll have to see. Now we'll look at the tag team championships again. Now they're on to, I mean, it's a, it, it's, it's, it's a repeat. It's a repeating uh, storyline here, man. I, champions are not getting a long time to marinate, you know? Is it something that has to do possibly with the Hardys? I know Jacob Donnelly in the chat said, and I did read this. Um, I didn't really make much of it because Jeff Hardy's out and the Hardys are not really together on TV right now. I, I, I do believe the plan reportedly, I believe it was Meltzer that said it, that the Hardys were actually supposed to win the tag team titles that night in that triple threat match with Jurassic Express and, and the Young Bucks. Does that play a factor into what happened here tonight? Did they just go back and reroute the plans and they had no other choice uh, then to take the belts off Jurassic Express because they, they removed the Hardys from that match? Do you think that has something to do with what we saw tonight? I It's, it's kind of hard to tell. It's kind of hard to tell because... We don't know what the what the plans were exactly. I heard the story that you know maybe they were the the Hardys were supposed to win the titles. I heard that story. Maybe we don't know, but obviously that gets scrapped. We all know why. So moving forward, what is the rush to move the titles? Period. If you're gonna give them to the Hardys because they you wanted them to have one more nostalgia run, and the kibosh got put on that, fine. Why are we moving the titles now? Like, like, why are we moving the titles? I mean, the, I think they were fine where they were on Jurassic Express. Not saying that they had a great run. I mean, they just give them a chance to do something with them. Give them some more defenses. I mean, but they were moved for whatever reasons. 
you know, maybe they had plans for this heel turn and this and this storyline with Jurassic Express. Okay. All right, fine. So the titles were on the Bucks. That's safe. That's fine. Bucks can hold the titles as long as they fucking want. But now they drop them to these. I mean, why are we moving them? I don't know. I, I mean, just I mean, I do, I'm just trying to get a grasp on it. I don't I'm not like upset about it. I'm not to the point where this is stupid. I'm just I want to see the payoff for this because it seems in the in the larger scale that titles are being changed way too swiftly before they get a chance to serve a purpose on who they were put on. And, and I think I think you I think you just nailed it. I, I know a lot of people, including us here, we, we do this weekly with AEW. I don't think anybody's upset about Keith Lee and, and Swerve Strickland winning the tag team championships. I think more of what we are or what we are upset about is like you said, why? And what what is what is the plan for the tag team championships? Because if they're not doing FTR on the Young Bucks now, then when are they going to do it? How long is FTR going to be able to maintain what they're doing now and remain hot? And actually, you know, on top of all that, remain injury-free. Because the way that they wrestle, you know, an injury can happen uh, at any given moment. I feel like you need to strike while the iron is hot. Now, it doesn't make sense if the Young Bucks beat Keith Lee and Swerve and then just drop them back to the to the uh, FTR guys, the, the Dax and Cash at All Out. Uh, there's no point in taking the belts off of them if that was the plan in the first place. So it, it makes me think that either one, one or the other is going to happen. That we're going to have transitional champions here and they're going to go back to the Bucks, which wouldn't make any sense. It would make tonight fucking ridiculous. And then number two, if we get FTR and Keith Lee versus uh, Keith Lee and Swerve, it's not going to be the type of match that we want with the Young Bucks, and we know that it could be with the Young Bucks because that's where the story is with those two teams. Right. It's it's very it's a very convoluted situation. I don't think anybody's upset with Keith Lee or Swerve winning a championship. We love those guys here, and I, I'm I'm just happy to see Keith Lee uh, thriving after uh, a little bit of a cold start in AEW. But that's what happens when they have this uh, this overloaded roster, and I'm just happy that Swerve. You know, both guys coming from where they came from are, are finding success, and they're really starting to find their groove. That's the one thing that we're very, very happy about. Yes, but the absolutely. Cre- but, but the creative, I mean, I, I just, you know, normally we're pretty good with this. I, I, can't, yeah. I can't pinpoint why this decision was made tonight when the ultimate story is FTR and the Young Bucks. Yeah, I would, I would, I would love to know why, and that's just the, the, the instant gratification in me, I guess. So, I mean... As as a podcaster sitting here, I'm highly confused as to why they would do that. Um, as a fan, I'm willing to hang out and wait until all out to see, you know, where the story is going. I'm sure it'll all come to a little bit more clarity then. Mm-hmm. Um, also as a fan, I'm a little I'm a little confused slash frustrated with what's going on with um Keith Lee and Swerve. Now I like that there is a dynamic and there is a story within this ta- within this tag team because I mean, I think one of the first things I said about them is I like the the team of of Lee and Swerve. I just want to see where they're going to go with it and what they're going to do with it and how they're going to form this team. Well, now it seems that they have this this inner turmoil going on, but yet they're still succeeding. So, now they're tag team champions and already there's a built-in story waiting to split them up yeah so these titles are 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 already set to be moved to someone else already unless they're just gonna 
carry on this can they coexist shit as their champions unless they drop the angle unless they they can't they've they've put too much in it literally in the same match where they just won the titles yeah there was this there was a situation tonight where swerve looked like he had one of the tag team titles and was about to hit keith lee over the back of the head with the title yeah so that so that's a that's a brewing storyline that that's not gone that's that's still there so how long are they going to be champions if they can't even get along they don't trust each other. I don't know. I mean, this is very confusing to me. It really is very confusing. Can they coexist? Can they who's coexist? Writing, who's writing this fucking show? Bruce Pritchard? I mean, it's it's right away, <laughs> there's already mechanic built into this, letting them, giving them a reason to drop the titles, and they just won them. You know, know, if I'm Keith Lee, what what happens when Keith Lee gets to the back and sees the footage of Swerve thinking about knocking them out with that title? Well, I mean, if he sees the footage. Oh, he, I mean, come on. If he common, sees the common footage. sense tells us he's going to see it. He's, gonna, he's on social media, and he's going to see it. If in pro wrestling, bro, is, very, is a very hot and cold topic, will they do something and make logic of it? I hope so. Tony, Khan, Tony Khan usually is very good with that, like we saw last night on NXT, man. You know, Mar- well, what's her name? Cora Jade attacked her own tag team partner. Where were the fuck, where the fuck were the cameras? She was with her oh. the entire show. She didn't realize who attacked her? Oh, I, I don't know about I didn't see that at all, but... I'm not talking but, about. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the chat because oh, I know. Okay. I know you don't watch us a glorious show on Tuesday. Night. I mean, I, I I saw the I saw the botched uh, attack at the end, but I didn't <laughs> see any of the segment. What with the skateboard blowing away in the wind? Yeah, that thing just fucking crumbled in, in thin air, <laughs> and then the rest of it escaped their hands. It's just this this beatdown wasn't meant to be. This this beatdown was terrible, not meant man. to be. <laughs> but man, this is this is fucking crazy. But I just, I, I just, I don't see where they're going with it. I'm sure they'll make some sense of it, and that's a part of it. We gotta wait around and see. But already, it looks like they're giving themselves a reason for these guys to lose the titles that they just won 15 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where they're going. L- listen, at the end of the day, we got a great tag team match. I, uh, I thought Will Hobbs, Powerhouse Hobbs, was excellent in this match. It is, it is fucking getting scary how good he is. Uh, he legitimately, and I don't want to compare because it's unfair to him, but Bobby Lashley has had a great run on WWE television. He's he's a larger-than-life character. Uh, Jesse, I truly believe, I think we can see Powerhouse Hobbs get to that larger-than-life fucking just huge presence for AEW, man. That's where that's where he's aiming towards, and he's going to be there quicker than I think you and I both realize. Yeah, yeah, he'll, 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 he'll be there just fine. He just needs... Um, he just needs the machine behind him a little bit more. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting a little worried about AEW creative and at spots. I mean, and look, bro, I'm not talking Bruce Pritchard worried. I'm just talking overall, overall worried, like women's division worried. If this guy will be fine, if he can get pushed, worried. This team will be great if they can, you know, stop dropping titles here and there. Worry about things like that. I mean, things that should work out great with great, you know, creative behind it. I think we have good creative in AEW that could be great, if that makes any sense. We have good creative, and it could be great. I'm not saying the creative is perfect. I never no. say the, the creative is perfect. We we are very fair on this show. No, no, no. It's. And like I said, like a long time ago, I mean, will there be spots that won't make sense as far as creative goes? Yeah, but we're here for the stuff that re- repeats itself. Well, 
there's situations where it's starting to repeat itself. So I'm just going to bring it to the light. But before we do all of that, I highly enjoyed this main event, man. I mean, I highly enjoyed it. Yeah, this main event was really good. Ricky Stark stood out to me as well. Um, Keith Lee and Swerve are always great. And the Bucks, I mean, what can be said about the Bucks that I've, that hasn't been said already about them and their work rate? So this was a great tag team match. We got new tag team champions, and we'll go over how exactly that happened a little bit later on in the show. That ending sequence, that last three or four minutes was really, really top-notch stuff. So congratulations to uh, Swerve in our glory new AEW Tag Team Champions. The other big thing that happened tonight, Jesse, was Wardlow defending the TNT title for the first time after he beat Scorpio Sky last week on Dynamite. He defended the TNT title against Orange Cassidy. Now, I know you and I didn't really talk much during the show tonight, but uh, I know you probably felt the same way that I did tonight. And I want to get your uh, opinion on the trajectory of Wardlow coming out of this MJF match that we saw at Double or Nothing that seemingly had catapulted MJF into fucking superstardom and Wardlow was kind of remaining in the middle of the road. Tonight's TNT title match, A, Jesse, I don't know why it was booked being that they're two incredibly over big time baby faces. Number two, I don't know why Orange Cassidy is getting a TNT title match. Uh, I don't know if he's in the rankings or not, or if he fell into the rankings with his current hot streak. As of late, I know he lost to uh, Will Ospreay, so I don't really know why uh, he's getting a title match coming out of uh, a big-time loss on a major pay-per-view. And way too much comedy tonight, bro. I'm a big OC guy. I I really am, but... For some weird reason tonight, man, I I did not enjoy Orange Cassidy as much as I have in the past. I feel like it was really amped up as far as the campy comedy. We got the chainsaw. We got best friends out there. We got more antics than I think I remember to uh, care about or uh, remember seeing with Orange Cassidy and Wardlow. Straps coming down, Wardlow ripping the pockets out of his pants and a bunch of silliness. Then we got Dan Housen who wanted to curse Wardlow, but then thought better of it and said, you know what? I'm not going to curse this guy because he's going to fucking kill me. There was a lot going on there, bro. For some reason, they settled into a decent match, but I I did not enjoy it as much as I was expecting to enjoy, enjoy, just based on who was in this match tonight. It does feel like Wardlow is and should be above Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy. Yeah. As far as um, booking goes and just the standings and all of the above, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's almost like you're crossing the streams, you know. I mean, I, I I get it, you know, and I think they I think they booked Wardlow pretty consistently for what they've been doing with him. You know, he didn't want to rage out on Orange and everything else. Um, but at the same time, it would have been just as well if he would have just been Wardlow, you know? Yeah. But he made it clear he's not a tweener at all. He is straight babyface by not even trying to powerbomb Symphony or Orange Cassidy, which is fine. But I'm with you. I, I would rather see Wardlow just do a little bit, do some, do a little bit more serious things. I mean, but he just started this run. You know, I would say give him time, but I mean, if current events mean anything, thus he'll be losing that title in a few weeks. So, I don't, I don't, I don't fucking know, man. I don't know what, I don't know what they have planned for Warlow at this point. You know, they, they, 
they made him, they told him, I think it was him that made it clear that he didn't want anything to do with the, with the world title until Punk came back. So basically Moxley doesn't mean anything to him. I mean, yep. it, it just, it just, it made no sense. I, I really don't, I, I would rather be TNT champion than interim world champion. What? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, well, I, I didn't understand that. You didn't understand that comment when that comment was made. Yeah, that that made no sense. I'm not sure what they're doing with Wardlow. There's a lot they can do with him. It's not like he's lost in the sea. There's plenty they can do with him with that title. Um, but with with Orange Cassidy, yeah, I don't know why they started there. I have no idea why they started there. It, it really does feel like w, uh, the um, AEW doesn't have a solid plan for for Wardlow at all. Like. Normally, yeah. normally you and I would be picking up on, oh, all right, they gave him the title and then they have this vision for him and they're going to put him against, you know, so-and-so and build to a major match with so-and-so going into the pay-per-view. But matches like this to me don't make any sense. Orange Cassidy deserves a spotlight on his own because he's come back from injury, he's gotten hot again, and he's just as hot as he was before he got injured. And I honestly think that Tony Khan needed to continue that momentum coming out of the Forbidden Door pay-per-view with that great match with Will Ospreay. Wardlow, you know, he should really be, and I honestly don't want to see the squash matches again that we saw Wardlow uh, so brilliantly do and, you know, develop the Powerbomb Symphony. The Powerbomb Symphony was created through all these squash matches, but I honestly think that we need a little bit of that back just to kind of assert that, he is the beast here. He's the fucking king of this jungle now. He's the TNT champion. And start building some wins with that TNT title to give that title a little bit of the credibility that was lost for the last uh, six, seven months. Give Wardlow some wins on the back end of that and not put people like Orange Cassidy in there who should be winning on their own and developing some momentum for themselves so that he may go for a championship somewhere down the line as well because when he wins his first major championship, it's going to be a big deal. But that's just the way I feel. I feel like Tony Khan doesn't really have a vision for Wardlow, and ever since MJF went out, uh, I feel like Wardlow's uh, momentum kind of went out the window. And I don't really mean that as a knock to Wardlow or Tony Khan, but it just feels like everything seems so inconsequential. Well, yeah, I was going to say, you know, maybe... Maybe the MJF situation kind of derailed their long-term plans. Maybe they had plans for Wardlow and MJF, you know, past the blow-off. And maybe they had to uproot it and change it because MJF was unhappy and then they just, you know, shifted gears and changed directions a little bit. Maybe that was the case. I can see that real-life scenario changing the, the booking plans. I'm, I fail to see how Hardy going out changes the booking plans once they don't have the titles anymore. I could see if the Hardys won the titles and then the Jeff incident happened, then they had to remove them. That's one thing, yep. you know, but they never had them. So I don't, I don't, I mean, there's, there shouldn't have been too much shifting you had to do, you know, I mean, you still put the titles on the bucks. I mean, yeah, on, on the bucks and then took them away and then gave them to these guys. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know why they're being hot potato like this, but for Wardlow, yeah, maybe, maybe it was the MJF thing that maybe they had to change plans a little bit for him. But it does seem like he was, you know, white hot coming out of MJF. And now it's like, now what? Yeah. You know? Well, so, we got some potential, uh, some potential answers here, Jesse. In the chat, I'm seeing right now, which is VIP only because uh, everybody wants to be a fucking asshole. So I shut the chat down and uh, it is VIP only. So if you guys want to get in on the conversation, 
uh, you can certainly hit the join button and become a VIP right here on OTS. Uh, I will be doing more of these going forward because uh, the chat as of late has been absolutely fucking getting under my skin, uh, downright cancerous, and I don't want to deal with it. And uh, honestly, Hulagrim could use the night off and Otis could use the night off. So uh, there you guys go. You guys can hit that join button. But uh, Jesse, it said, uh, or somebody in the chat, let me see if I could find it. Uh, apparently, Keith Lee had a possible family situation. Uh, not possible family situation. He did have a family situation, but it was a possibility that he may miss the show tonight. Uh, and Tony Khan talked about this on Busted Open. He's not going to talk about Keith Lee's family situations, but it was a, a dire enough situation that he was going to miss the show tonight. Apparently, uh, a very good family friend or a, a family member uh, of Keith Lee has stage four colon cancer. And he was going to miss the show because of that tonight, opted to show up to work. Uh, that could be a primary reason why Tony Khan, um, I guess, rewarded Keith Lee and Swerve with the tag team championships tonight. I, I mean, it, it's a possibility. What? Yeah. I mean. I, that makes no sense. But Someone's in your family is very ill. Let's give you the tag titles. Well, he was going to miss the show. Didn't miss the show. Being with your family is more important. He didn't want to miss the show. He gave one back to us. All right. It's, it is. Right. I mean, okay. I, I don't want. I don't want to stand. Are we giving the titles because he came to the show? I don't know. That. No, that it doesn't no make sense. any sense. I'm just throwing it out there. It's a yeah, it makes no sense. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I, again, maybe in time they'll reveal. Or it'll reveal itself. Maybe there's an injury with the Young Bucks. You know, maybe. maybe. I, I mean, I, I, and they've I been know. injured. I mean, if if there was an in, if they, if, we, if it turns out there was an injury with the Young Bucks, okay, then I understand why they had to sh- change the titles. Outside of that, I'm 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 just gonna be lost until it, it comes to light as to why this title change happened. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we'll find out uh, in the days to come about what happened there. But, uh, yeah, I, I stand firm on uh, on the Wardlow situation. I don't think a uh, comedy match that was, I would say, 25% comedy and uh, 75% in-ring action tonight with uh, Orange Cassidy is the way to go. I think uh, we need to assert some dominance there and get that TNT title, uh, some of the respect that was lost uh, before Wardlow won that championship. So we'll see what happens with that and uh, the TNT title. The other big match tonight, Jesse, was uh, Takeshita versus John Moxley. This was a not a title match. It was an AEW World Title Eliminator, and if Takeshita won this match, which he didn't, he was going to get a interim AEW World Championship match at a later date against John Moxley. I absolutely, and I don't want to say he is my favorite wrestler right now. But he is quickly becoming one of my top five must-see acts on a weekly basis, man. Takeshita is fucking incredible. And what I find funny is I read a report earlier in the day today that Jim Cornette, don't even like mentioning his name, but it's so fucking ridiculous. I want you guys to know where it came from. Jim Cornette said that John Moxley was the worst pro wrestler on the planet. That's what he said on his show about a day ago. And they absolutely killed it tonight. Yeah, Every right. sense of the word, they fucking killed it. And I know Takeshita's with DDT Pro Wrestling, but as soon as that man is a free agent, man, I'd love to see him exclusively, mostly exclusive to AEW because this kid has got something. He's getting over on his own. The work he's put in is getting him over. 
I even had some people tonight claiming that Takeshita should have beat John Moxley tonight. I had to put them down, and people did not understand where I was coming from, but it's not that difficult of a, you know, a conversation to really comprehend. Takeshita killed it with John Moxley. He, John Moxley tonight made him by just being in the ring with him tonight and giving him a great match, and I thought this was easily the best thing on the entire show. Yeah, um, Takeshita is good. Um, I'm not as exactly high on him as you are um i don't think he's bad in any way i mean he's i mean he's shown me nothing as far as the the charisma and promo department and nothing like anything like that so well I has mean, he it, cut a promo uh no no how do you know what he's capable of he may because be fluent of, in english oh, okay oh. it may be bruce pritchard's favorite promo bro we don't know well I, well I know he's not fluent in english you asked me if he cut a promo no but i know he's not fluent in english There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's indeed.com slash blue wire sports and support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Um he's 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 good in the ring, man. He really is. I have I have no reason to dislike him in the ring, but that but that's all they've given us for him is his in-ring work, which is you know pretty damn good. Um I like him. I think he's all right. I think he's good. You know, I'm not, you know, dripping all over him, and, you know, just yet. But, I mean, I like I like his ring work for sure. A lot of people were uh, high on Takeshita coming into this match. Um, I was as well. I thought he put himself over pretty well by uh, working John Moxley. Very stiff style tonight. John Moxley, you know, I had a couple of people on my social media timeline claiming that, uh, and I even seen it on my Twitter wall, uh, not directed at me in conversation, but, you know, Takeshita should beat John Moxley and John Moxley should put over Takeshita. I I don't really understand the the, the level of of IQ with with some of the people in the wrestling community. It's not because, oh, he's great. Oh, okay, he's getting a match with John Moxley. Let's put him over the world champion. I want you guys to understand that John Moxley is your AEW world champion, okay? At least for the time being until CM Punk comes back. John Moxley was tasked with holding this company down, the fort down, while CM Punk is recuperating from a foot injury. So you're not going to have him go into a match with somebody who's relatively unknown. No matter how great he has been and how great he is, he's not going into a match with the relative unknown to lose and put him over as the AEW world champion. Nobody wants to see that. The only time John Moxley should lose, he's lost four times in his entire AEW stint, and Takeshita is not going to be one of them. The first time that John Moxley loses as interim AEW world champion, we'll be back to CM Punk when we get that match, and CM Punk takes his rightful place as the world champion of the company. Jesse, it's not that difficult to comprehend. No, 
No, no, it's not. Um, I don't know what. I mean, I I get it. I mean, you know, he's the you know the the new shiny thing going around right now. Uh, Kanosuke Takeska is he's he's good. He's good. He's he's a breath of fresh air in the ring, man. He, he's really good. Um, but I think everybody needs to just you know slow the roll a little bit. Uh, as far as Cornette, I don't know why people still even mention Cornette. This the what's the guy said that CM Punk you know wasn't even was a waste of money and not worth the investment and all that stuff. Why do people? I I, I don't get it. Like people love bringing up the dumb shit that he says, and then like well, Cornette said this. I'm like. So, so he's living in the dinosaur era, bro. He's living in so, the uh, Luchasaurus era. So, why are we mentioning Cornette? Oh, you mean, mean you mean to tell me you don't take Disco Inferno's opinion as uh, as top notch, bro? I mean, we might as well be mentioning Cornette. Let's, what does what Disco <laughs> Inferno think? You know, let's. I don't. I don't know. Let's, I mean, who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> who, I mean, it's, who gives a I shit? What think, we say? I don't think. I don't think I don't know because I don't listen to Cornette, but I don't think Cornette is sitting around saying, "Well, this ain't gonna happen on this show." Let's see what JD Minwat thinks. Why the fuck does he care what you think? Why do we care what he thinks? Like, what, why do we care what Jim Cornette thinks about something? Even if he likes, he's got it, a shit so on what's popular. They got a shit on what's popular, bro. That you know, it's it's like you know, for all the people that criticize me about what I do, oh, he only hates on WWE because he gets him views and clicks. No, I hate on WWE because the product fucking sucks. That's why I hate on WWE. But they hate on AEW because there's a small niche market where there's just this AEW hate and it sells for some reason. I don't know why. There's just a lot of different people out there that love to listen to people shit on AEW because, let's be real, it's not WWE for whatever reason. So they're shitting on the more superior product to what they're watching on Monday and Friday but they don't want to say anything bad about Monday and Friday because that's where their bread and butter is. Yeah, no, I agree. Look, Tyler B., uh, I mean, I agree. Booker T., why do we keep mentioning what these people say? The, the fact that people keep mentioning it and calling it news is the reason they keep saying this stupid shit. Same thing with Bischoff. Yeah, why do you people care? Like, today on today's show, Bischoff says this, and... Close click. Who cares? I don't fucking care what Bischoff. Eric thinks. Bischoff says AEW is not drawing a casual audience. I, I don't. I don't care what Corny <laughs> thinks. I don't care what Bischoff thinks. Now, Jim Cornette hates on to, Orange Cassidy. Look, it's not to say I don't care what 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 they have to say. Like if they're reporting some news, you know, uh, uh, Booker T is reporting that this happened and this could happen. Okay, that's some new. That's some tangible news. It's not his opinion. His opinion, I don't care. Even if I agree with it, he's one hundred percent right. He is right. I just, I still, I just don't care. <laughs> I don't care. What Jim Cornette hates on Kenny or... Omega wrestling a nine-year-old girl in yeah. Japan fifteen I, years ago. I don't care. Bully Ray is another one. You know, Cornette says All Out in Chicago is a fantastic thing. They should keep doing All Out in Chicago. It's great. It's a great wrestling city. He told me that. I would be like, so. Why are you telling me what Cornette thinks? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. It's not news, bro. It's his thoughts. It's not news. I don't know. But uh, anyway, Moxley and Takeshita, they had a great match tonight. Obviously, John Moxley won the match. Uh, no uh, world title match for Takeshita at this point in time. Maybe maybe he uh, 
has an open door. Maybe he put in an application, Jesse, for the Blackpool Combat Club. I think that would work. Maybe. 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 Like I say, he can go in the ring. You can't deny him that at all. Um, the Blackpool Combat uh, Combat Club um, does come with a bit of a of a personality and demeanor to it, though, that I don't see Takesta has uh, having filled yet. I mean, just in all the sense of just being just a brutalizer. Look, look how they turn Yuta into like a, and from a wrestler into a brutalizer, dude. He's a fucking, is a bruiser. He's a fucking grappler in that damn ring now, man. Yeah, and uh, I'm looking forward to that match with Daniel Garcia at the Ring of Honor uh, oh, Death be Before so Dishonor show in, uh, well, what do we got? Uh, not, this, not this coming weekend, next weekend, right? It's next yeah, weekend. So. Yeah, so, it's going to uh, be so good. It'll be very good. I'll be watching that, uh, and I'll be live. Uh, if Jesse's up for it, maybe we'll be live. I don't know. We'll talk about that uh, in the days to come, but uh, I will certainly be live after that show. Uh, should be a great one. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go over uh, the rest of the show quickly. Uh, being that music uh, was uh, cutting in and out earlier, I'm not going to play the music during the uh, little mini intro that I do here uh, to plug our stuff, but uh, follow us on social media. I'm JD from NY206 on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and now cameo, you guys can follow Jesse at Shy Town Smart. On uh, no, that's 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 just gonna ruin my flaw, bro. I can hear that now. <laughs> no. You guys can follow. Uh, you guys can follow Shy Town Smart on Twitter. That's Jesse's handle on Twitter. Uh, make sure you guys go check out all the other content on the channel as well. I did an extra today on Sasha Banks. She got her first post WWE appearance at the Chicago uh, Comic Book Expo. Uh, that's gonna be or Comic Con. Or th- I think it's a Chicago Comic Con. That's great for her. So uh, go check that out. Monday Night Raw, NXT. We talked about uh, everything that happened on Monday Night Raw, or lack thereof. NXT had the Cora Jade heel turn on Roxanne Perez, so make sure you guys go check that stuff out. And I will be live again on Friday for Friday Night SmackDown and AEW Rampage. So make sure you guys go and check all that stuff out. Also, hit that thumbs up. Make sure you guys get 1,000 likes in minimum on the podcast tonight. And then uh, Super Chats are open. Uh, we got a shout out. And uh, the air horn. Can you guys hear the air horn? That's for uh, my boy Osakui with the $500 bomb earlier in the stream. Uh, I'm going to read his message right now because... Uh, it's Osakui, and we have to do it. He says, uh, can't stick around, script deadline, but wanted to drop by real quick and show some love. Great main event tonight on Dynamite. Surprised the Bucks dropped the title so soon, but excited to see Lee and Swerve as tag team champions. We'll see how long it lasts. JD, Jesse, here's to another great post-show. This guy's incredible, man. Osakui. He's incredible, man. Good luck with that, uh, that script, brother. And uh, I hope all is well with you. And your family, no doubt, man. Also, guys, uh, chat is only members now. So make sure you guys get those uh, memberships in, become a VIP. Uh, There's no better time than now. Make sure you guys uh, get those memberships in and sit VIP right by the fire pits, man. Right here in the OTS Beer Garden. Jesse, let's start at the top. We got Wardlow and Orange Cassidy. After uh, some wacky hijinks here, some wacky shenanigans, we got uh, best friends trying to cheat. With a chainsaw, we got uh, 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 Wardlow had to deal with Dan Housen out there. He had to deal with uh, Orange Cassidy kind of egging him on and, and, and just kind of taunting him with all of his hijinks. Best friends got kicked out. 
We got Dan Housen. He he walked away because Wardlow was going to fucking smash his face into the concrete. And then we finally got a match after, uh, I would say, five or six minutes of, you know, typical OC hijinks and then Wardlow kind of entertaining it. So Wardlow intercepted an orange punch after everybody got ejected. Uh, he interjected that or intercepted that and then caught a tope suicida. He couldn't get Orange Cassidy uh, right to land a big move. But Wardlow somehow, uh, like I said, sensed that Danhausen was underneath the ring. So he goes underneath the ring, pulls Danhausen out. And Danhausen has nothing to do with uh, Wardlow at this time because he was going to get murdered. So this distraction did lead to OC hitting an orange punch. Back in the ring, Wardlow recovered to take out Orange with an overhead belly-to-belly suplex. Orange started to make a comeback here, chop blocking Wardlow's knee. He tried to go for beach break, but Wardlow was too big and too strong. Orange reversed a powerbomb into a DDT, hit a spinning one to follow it up, but it only sent Wardlow down for a one-count. He kicked right out. Wardlow avoided another orange punch, hit the F10, but OC was uh, the first one in, I think they mentioned it on commentary, the first one, Jesse, to kick out of the F10 in AEW history. That's what they said, yeah. That's what they said. It's a pretty good stat right there. It's going to be on, uh, it's going to be on a trivia game one of, these day, uh, one of these years, bro. Who kicked out of the F10 for the first time ever in AEW history? I'm not sure how many matches he won with that F10, though. I don't know. I mean, he's won a couple. But before the Powerbomb Symphony, that was his finish. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, all right. So uh, the F10, OC kicked out. Uh, Wardlow then called for the Powerbomb Symphony. Orange eventually fought out of it with a Hurricane Karana, landed a Tope Suicida that did not look like it connected all the way there. He sent Wardlow into the ring post and then brought him back into the ring. The diving DDT from OC was caught by Wardlow, but Orange recovered, hit the stunner, the orange punch, and the beach break for the most believable near fall of the match. Wardlow caught another orange punch attempt and hit a one uh, solo powerbomb, and that was pretty much it, and a very intense cover by Wardlow. One, two, three, and he retains the TNT championship. After all the hijinks, Jesse, it actually did turn into a pretty decent TV title match, but a little too much for my liking, and I'm an Orange Cassidy guy. Uh, I'm a Wardlow guy. You are as well, but I don't think Wardlow should be mixed in with that. A little bit more serious take on Wardlow and the hijinks with Orange Cassidy. I felt like we were seeing it done minimally, and tonight they just kind of uh, amped it up to about 11. I don't know why, but I think less is more with OC. Yeah, I kind of popped a little bit for the the pre match promo with the best friends when when they when when they said Dan Housing got them a manager's license. He said, "Well, the uh, Dan Housing got us a manager's license," and first thing they say is, "Yeah, so we're gonna go out there and cheat." Yeah, <laughs> and that's just what the fuck they did <laughs> in their fucking uh, rainbow colored jumpsuits. Yeah, we're going to go out there and cheat. <laughs> going to go out there and cheat. How are you going to get away with it, man? Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. I could see it coming from 16 miles away. <laughs> no shit. One guy get, And people were complaining. Like, oh, what's the chainsaw for? It, it's, it's the whole package. Like, we're going to go out there and cheat. And they go out there, cause a distraction, and put a chainsaw. Well, oh, well yeah. Okay, uh, very obvious, okay? <laughs> yeah. yeah really. <laughs> they went out there and cheated. <laughs> I just I thought that was kind of fucking funny. <laughs> Moving on, we got Pac. Pac is the All-Atlantic AEW champion, and uh, I actually love this, and this is exactly what Tony Khan needs to do 
uh, from this point on. And if this is the way that they go about handling the All-Atlantic title and the All-Atlantic title is being defended in other promotions, this gets a two thumbs up from me. Jesse, we saw highlights of Pac successfully defending the All-Atlantic title against uh, Shota Umino at a Rev Pro show in Sheffield, England on Sunday. Excalibur says it was his first title defense and a successful one at that as Pac retained. How do you feel about Tony Khan showing uh, some mini highlights here from the match with, um, you know, obviously the AW commentary team doing some commentary over it? I think that's awesome. It is kind of cool. They We get to see these matches in full length on Dark. Um, they aired them both on Dark yesterday. It did make Dark run very long. Dark ran about two hours and 15 minutes yesterday. Oh, my goodness. Adding in the Thunder Rosa match and the Pac match. So, yeah. It, well, how it, long it did this Pac match go? 20 minutes or so? Nah, it went about 10 to 12 minutes, something like that. But then you add in the 15 minutes for Thunder Rosa and everything else. Yep. So, it was just a long show. Um, the match was fun. Um, for me, it, it came on the back of a two-hour stint of watching Dark, so it, it kind of drained me a little bit. But if you watch it in isolation, the match was really good. Yeah, I mean, Shota Umino, from what I saw, first time seeing him at the uh, Forbidden Door show, I thought he was great. And yeah. um, we all know how good Pac is. So if this is what they're going to do, and uh, he's going to take the title elsewhere for the time being until they find some solid footing for him and some solid plans for him on AEW. I think that would be great to see some highlights from uh, these other promotions. And it gives those promotions some rub as well. Hey, Pac's going over there to Rev Pro. Some people might not be uh, too familiar with Rev Pro. They may look it up and they may find something that they like over there. I think it works uh, very good for everybody. And uh, I think this is a great idea. Yeah, yeah, it was. And before you go any further, I don't want to forget, um, we have a a four-star taco rating from someone on Dark, and she is worth a mention on tonight's show. So someone got a... That's the highest rating you do over there, right? Four tacos. No, it was it was actually a heated debate between four-star and five-star. Okay. Half of my taco crew said four-star, and the other half said five-star. So I told them I would mark it as a four, but I would definitely bring it up today for this person's uh, performance. And... Julia Hart. Julia Hart got a four taco rating. Julia Hart has, if you look at her last match and compare it to her, the, one of the first matches you've seen, you've seen from her. Hats off to Julia Hart. Really? Um, the, yes, the, the, the improved work rate, definitely noticeable. Um, she is working her house of black gimmick into her ring style. And, I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. It's it's no longer the it I mean just the moveset and everything about her. Her look. She came out wearing a fucking bandana with like the skull fucking face on yep. it and shit, dude. She's got one blue eye and one black eye now. No more of the um shadow around it. She just got one straight black eye. Um, I like it. I like what I'm, we like what we're seeing from Julia Hart on Dark right now. Well, uh, a fellow OTS VIP member. Uh, Steven Vandelli, I seen his tweet on Twitter today. Shout out to Vandelli if he's in the chat or listening uh, at, at a later time, sometime later tonight or tomorrow morning. Um, but he said, Jesse, that he doesn't feel, and he's given it a shot, and Vandelli is a big fan of the AW product, so I know he's yeah, genuine he when he says it. Okay. He, he, sa- he says that Julia Hart right now to him is not fitting 
or giving off the feeling that she belongs in the House of Black. I can see. When did he post it? Today. Tonight during, uh, I believe it was after the vignette that they had tonight with Malachi and Brody King. Okay. I could, I could see that because she did miss last week. I remember last week of us saying, like, where's Julia Hart? You know, yeah. so I think every week that House of Black is on TV, I think it's important that Julia Hart is there going forward to make sure that we fit her into the group. And, and, and to and whatever they're doing, you have to fit her in in some way or another. She can't be some weeks in, some weeks out. Um, but from what we saw on Dark, from and we're just going by her look and her in-ring work, very impressive. Very impressive for Julia Hart. I might have to um, check this out. I think I'm more interested in this than the uh, Pack and Umino match here. Yeah, uh, like I said, it was it was a jobber match. It was a squash match. It wasn't like she went out there and put on a five-star classic. But I'm seeing, I'm seeing it, it, it's reminding me softly a little bit, not there yet, but the the incremental improvement we've seen in Britt Baker when I said she was bad till the point that she got, she was good. I'm yep. seeing improvements. Julia Hart is getting there. That's good. That's only a good thing. I love hearing shit like good. that. That is very good. She is definitely getting there. I like, uh, we definitely like what we saw in Julia Hart. Moving on here, guys. Uh, actually, I will say this before we get to the next segment. Somebody mentioned it in the chat. Uh, this is why uh, I love the chat when it's VIP only. I could actually see what the fuck is being said here. Um, Pack versus Takeshita for the All Atlantic title. Sign me the fuck up. Whoever said that in the chat, that would oh, be yeah. that would be tremendous. That would My be goodness, it would be another L for Takeshita. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it would. It would. I mean, it, it would. Yes, so, I, agree, I agree with you. We can't. We can't be taking titles off people after they just won no. them. Come on. Yeah. So it, it, I mean, unless you're gonna crown this guy too. Yeah. Let, let's let's hold off on his L. He just he just took one tonight. Let's get the guy. Yeah, some, but to catch the fits into wins. what the All Olympic title definitely is, and he can wait on that. I mean, we don't have to do it right now, but uh, he could be in there against anybody, Pack or or Malachi or Miro. It doesn't really matter. I mean, he's going to put on a fucking banger match with anybody. But yes, I like that idea very very much. I'm I'm going to be I'm I'm gonna be honest. I'm still trying to figure out what this All Olympic title is all about. I mean, I'm trying to figure out. Well, it's in the title of the title. It's all yeah. Atlantic. It's going to be in all different promotions all around the world. Is that what it means? I, I mean, think so. so is, yeah. it, is it is it not going to be any opponents from the from the roster here? Just yeah, it will be international. It will be. That's that's, that, that's the part I don't understand. That's the part I don't really get. Is it going to be all international talent with ethnic yeah. backgrounds that like uh, you know are very reminiscent reminiscent of Miro and Malachi and Buddy Matthews? Is it going right. to be like that, or is it going to be everybody? I don't know. That, and that that that's the only thing I'm wondering about it. I mean, I've already voiced my opinion about how it's unnecessarily here, but since it's here, that's fine. Let's deal with it. I'm trying to figure out what it's here for. Like, what is the purpose of it? Yeah. Like, so we'll see as it goes on. We just got the damn thing. Uh, where is Miro? Where the fuck is Miro? I don't know. Not he's, enough, home with, he's home with his hot wife. That's where he is. No, not enough Miro on my TV, dude. You pop him in and you take him away for a few weeks. No, no, no. We need Miro right here, right here. Well, maybe he comes to Darby's defense against the House of Black. Why the fuck would Miro defend Darby? He killed Darby. He hates just, Darby. I don't know, man. He was feuding with Malachi. He had uh, words with Malachi, didn't he? He enjoyed killing Darby. I don't know. 
Uh, you know Could have enjoyed killing Darby fucking Brody King, man. Did you see that fucking oh. attack at Pro Wrestling? <laughs> what, what was that? Pro Wrestling Tees Workshop? That's, that's what I said. Is that Pro Wrestling Tees? You seen that <laughs> of that video tonight that showed? They showed a clip of a Jesus fucking Christ, man. He would have shit out of him. He fucking folded him in six through that table. He like slapped a fan with a part of the table, moving the table and shit, dude. <laughs> Listen, man, this could be Brody King's coming uh, breakout party, coming out party, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I can I can see that. What is what is this guy talking about? Uh represent something told Really? Miro is with his flexible wife? No, the super chat. The Sasha. Oh. Uh l- let me see. NBA Young Boy fan. Thanks for the 999 super chat. I don't usually interrupt the show, but he says in big letters, Sasha update. According to Fightful, some promoters have contacted Sasha Banks representatives and told them that until January 1, 2023, she will only consider proposals on non wrestling matters. Interesting. So she won't be wrestling for the rest of the year, huh? So, how exactly would her attorneys get her out of a contract, but then somehow get her a no compete clause longer than fucking 90 days. I don't know. What? It's that just doesn't make fired. any sense to me. You know, you know, <laughs> so listen, bro, listen, man, if, if, if this is all I'll say on this, because I don't want to take up this, uh, this show and fucking oh, make it about Sasha Banks, bro. Sasha and Mercedes is such a private. I, I just get that sense. I don't know her personally or anybody yeah. in that camp personally, but it just comes off as as if she's a private person. She's not going to divulge any of this information. Like, that's what she wants you to think. Yeah. If she got out of her WWE contract and there's no 90 days attached to it, why isn't this woman wrestling? She wants to take the rest of the fucking year off? Just to, and just chill? And if there was a 90 days, she'd be back around fucking October or some yeah. shit. So, so what is this January shit? Oh, maybe she does have a 90 day and they couldn't get her out of the 90 day. And then she goes and films, uh, I don't know, Mandalorian or does some uh, some movies or whatever in Hollywood, some little Hollywood projects. And then maybe she picks it back up in January again. It starts the year off fresh back in pro wrestling. I don't know. Yeah, January 1st. No, maybe maybe her contract was was good through the end of 2022. And maybe she's just serving the rest of her contract out entirely. And then on January 1st, she's done. That's a possibility, too. Yeah. You know, so maybe maybe that's it. But I don't know. But that makes no sense. If she had 90 days, she'd be back in October. Yeah. So. Hey, listen, as long as she's getting paid, who gives a shit? Yeah, really. You know? Yeah. You know who's getting paid, man? Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho, the fucking wizard. Chris Jericho. Comes out. I said it today, man. I, I said it out loud. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. He comes out looking all sharp in that nice maroon suit. And I said to myself, is this man de-aging? He looks fantastic. <laughs> yeah. He's out there. He made his ring entrance alone. He was wearing a red uh, or maroon suit. Jericho says uh, with a microphone in the middle of the ring, I stand before you, not as Jericho the Wizard, not as Jericho the Sports Entertainer or Jericho the Rockstar. He said he stands before everyone as the living legend and Eddie Kingston's superior. He says he wanted to address Kingston's recent comments. He said he isn't accusing Kingston of being a liar but he is confused. He talked about how everything Kingston does in the name of friendship turns to mold. He said that he shaved Ortiz's head and he shaved his dignity. And I'll have news on Santana and Ortiz in just a second. He said JAS took Santana out of blood and guts 
He said he took Brian Danielson out at the Anarchy in the Arena match, and we don't know when he's coming back. I did that. That was me, he said. And then he says Ruby Soho has a mangled hand because of him. She's your Ruby, Eddie. He said that he should have taken better care of her. You should take better care of your chicks, Eddie. He said, Eddie is a mark for Terry Funk, Onita, and Sabu. So that's why he's challenged him to a barbed wire anywhere match. Or I believe it's everywhere. Barbed wire everywhere match. Don't know what the fuck that means, but barbed wire is literally going to be everywhere. Okay. He asked Kingston how many barbed wire matches he's had. He says he had the first barbed wire match in Canada at the age of 22. He said the pain was unbearable, but deep down inside he felt pleasure. He was uh, titillating the pleasures, uh, the, the, the juicy pleasures, man. What, 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 is the, what is that MMM? Titillating the juices of your guilty pleasures on SmackDown. Oh, what Eminem is on SmackDown? <laughs> <laughs> how, did, how did SmackDown get the, the, the maximum male models, dude. You don't know who the maximum male models are? Eminem is a maximum male model now? Yes, the M&Ms, man. The peanut M&M. The yellow peanut M&M is a maximum male model. Yes, Max Dupree, bro. L.A. Knight. Unless you're telling me you got a weird, corny-looking white rapper who can rap his <laughs> ass off on SmackDown. Just keep going. Okay. Move on. Uh, yeah, it's tough to talk WWE with somebody that apparently still knows what's going on but doesn't watch us. I feel so fucking emancipated from the hold of WWE, oh, do bro. I do. do. I feel like a shell of my fucking um, a shell of myself while watching this shit, man. On it's Friday fucking night, awesome, bro. Holy I can just shit. scroll through Twitter and laugh at the shit that I see, and that's about it. That's my exposure to WWE product. I I swear, I turned on, I turned on Raw at the at the very beginning this week to see if Vince was gonna come out. So, bro, you I, don't know you don't know who Mansoir is or uh, Marseille. I heard about that segment. That's um, that's Mace and um, what's his name? Mansoor. Um, Mansoor. Yeah, that's him. Bro, you weren't titillated by the tennis collection, bro. I went out and bought my fucking tennis gear the, the next day. Mace needs more training and a new gimmick, and gotta work on my backhand. And and Mansoor is grossly underused. So you were titillated grossly underused. Your juices were titillated, right, bro? Is that what you're telling me? Your why guilty we... pleasures were uh, were titillated. Why, why is Mansoor not working with people <laughs> but, with the likes of Rey Mysterio? I mean... See, I got, I got this guy talking about Mansoir now because, because I mentioned and, the MMM. A fucking... Uh, 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 Mustafa Ali, Mansoor should be working with these guys, dude. This guy is so good in the ring; he just needs to be better. He should be working with the top talent in the company, man. Bro, these are sports entertainers. Jericho could enlist them for the JIS. What the fuck? Dude? Anyway, Jericho's pleasures were uh, not really guilty. He is uh, relishing in all this Eddie Kingston bullshit because he's going to spill Eddie Kingston's blood. Uh, he says he's as sadistic and maniacal as Kingston. But Kingston underestimates that because of his movie star good looks and list of accomplishments in pro wrestling. He said next week he won't be facing Chris Jericho, but rather the pain maker. I got to do the uh, I got to do the voice. Where do I have one here? The pain maker. He's coming back. 
I don't think he sounds like that. <laughs> Not at all. I, don't. I could be wrong. He, does, he doesn't sound like that, brother. Paymaker doesn't sound like that? I don't think he does. What do I know? Sounds like a paymaker to me. I don't know. Anyway, like we, got, we got the paymaker coming back, and the paymaker is uh, one of Jericho's uh, alter egos when he wants to go to the dark side. Says when he beats him, he will crawl back into his little hole and continue drinking, drugging, being depression and mental issues and everything. Other excuses you have just to cover up for him knowing he will never be at his level. Says if he wants to shed blood, they have a deal. He says the only thing that can wash away his sin is a river of Kingston's blood. He told Kingston he's not a liar, but he is a loser. This was excellent. I mean, no. I think everybody knows Jericho is excellent, but you know, let me tell you, let me tell you something, man. Jericho could sell fucking home insurance to a homeless man. Yeah. <laughs> now, when you watch the maximum M and M's, do you feel <laughs> when they talk? Do you feel you just have to lose yourself <laughs> in the moment? The maximum M&M's. What are you talking about, bro? It's maximum male models, bro. Oh, whatever, man. Max Dupree. Who is that again? It's LA Knight. Knight. Okay, there we go. He's trying, bro. He's trying. Believe me. You're not watching, but he's trying. Wow. I have no idea why Sasha and Naomi walked out, man. Me neither. No clue. I mean, we got Charlotte Flair coming back, bro. Charlotte Flair's coming back. I can't imagine why Sasha and Naomi uh, want to walk out of the company, man. Charlotte Flair is coming back to take her title. <laughs> 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 this guy can't do any of the sound effects, man. I got my fight. That's the only fucking thing that works on this goddamn piece of shit, man. Jesus fucking Christ. Road, you owe me a fucking refund. Oh. Anyway, now this was a great promo. Uh, Jericho is uh, selling this match big time. We got, now believe it or not, believe it or not, Jesse, um, Time Warner or Warner Media uh, Discovery, they want to uh, incorporate the Shark Week programming into something AEW related. So uh, what we have next week is this barbed wire everywhere match and the JAS will be hanging above the ring in a shark cage. And I'm sure something will happen above where one of them gets loose or a weapon is dropped from below or something along those lines. But, you know, a lot of people are claiming, oh, Warner Media doesn't really like what AEW is doing right now. The relationship is going to be uh, heading south. Meanwhile, they reached out to AEW to incorporate Shark Week into their programming, and they're allowing a fucking barbed wire match on national television. So, yeah. I mean, they must be fucking thrilled over the moon with AEW if they're allowing them to go to those lengths next week. No, I I, I always see the random reports that, that love to update us on what the networks think of AEW. In the meantime, if you turn on any other television show or a movie on TBS or TNT, AEW is easily the most exciting thing they have on their networks. Yes. Easily. I mean, they have great shows and movies, but they're all repetitive. There's nothing new. There's nothing exciting. Wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. You don't like that show Snowpiercer? Or is that on USA Network? I'm not sure. I have no idea. Maybe I got my channels mixed up. I don't know. But, yeah. You you mean you don't like Buffy the Vampire Slayer? 
That's still on? <laughs> what the fuck? That's that Maybe, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. But th- this, this, this is easy, the most exciting thing that they have. And that's why they rushed to get wrestling back on fucking TV, dude. It's because live programming like this is not easy to come by. No. So I don't think I don't I don't think the network has a problem with what AEW is doing whatsoever. Now it's going to be difficult, and believe me, believe me, Jericho, Jericho and Kingston are gonna are gonna try and hop what happened at, at Blood and Guts. Um, I, I hope there's no exploding in this shit, oh, like God. we saw with Kenny Omega and John Moxley. I think Tony Khan's kind of learned his lesson not to trust an outside fucking source to uh, detonate a goddamn fucking barbed wire match at the end of the match. And uh, we get nothing but uh, poof. Uh, Jesus Christ. I, I, I see more explosions in the fucking bathroom every goddamn morning. Uh, but we, we have this death match. And believe me, bro, I think Jericho and Kingston, I don't know what their limitations are going to be. There will be blood. You will see a lot of blood and people will fucking complain. But, I mean, Warner Media is allowing this shit on TN, uh, TBS next week. But I honestly think that they're going to go and try and one-up uh, the blood and guts match. I don't know how you do that in a barbed wire death match. But... This isn't ECW, and this isn't Japan, bro. There's gonna be there's gonna be some limitations here, but knowing Eddie Kingston, bro, he doesn't give a shit. And Jericho's yeah. gonna do whatever he's got to do to fucking sell this shit as uh, an all time great match for AEW in their history. I- I'm gonna enjoy every fucking thing about this match, no matter how much blood is lost and how cringy some of the shit may be. I'm gonna enjoy this, man. It's gonna be fucking a car wreck. It will. It, it it will definitely be good. They, I don't think it's possible for them to outdo it. I mean, you just you get like forty seven men in two cages and everything else. Man, yeah. you can't. I mean, there's the focus is on you two, just you two. I mean, so it's it it's a lot harder to make the match as exciting as blood and guts. But I see I see where they're going. I see what they're trying to do. Man, I get it. I, the the feud is worth it. The the feud has earned it. Yeah. And Jericho has made it clear that this is a blow off. So let's let's, let's see what they get. I hope this is a blow off for all of the JAS and Blackpool Combat Club or people kind of affiliated with the Blackpool Combat Club because we got Claudio versus Jake Hager tonight. And uh, we're still getting semblances of uh, both groups going and battling one another. I, I hope th- it all should have ended at Blood and Guts. Every bit of it should well, have ended there. Well, we got Claudio debuting at Blood and Guts. Yeah. And if we have Claudio and Hager on the roster, they need to have a match. Yeah. So they did it at Fighter Fest night one. That it, it makes absolute perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, you're not gonna drag it out and then have them going. I mean, you're trying to blow this shit off, right? So, yeah. I mean, you got to get these two in the ring. I mean, they got the history. The crowd already wants to see it. So that that was perfect. And they got the blow off coming to Jericho and and Kingston. Um, they're they're doing well. The the you know the the BCC and the JAS. They they it's being paced well. It's not overkill for me yet. I'm still into it, and it looks like they're getting ready to wrap it all up. So now, who wins see. this match? Who wins this match next week? Do we see Jericho win the match and get his win back for for blood and guts? Or blood and guts, or do we see Eddie Kingston just uh, put the uh, the the final nail on this coffin here? Um, Eddie Kingston is the white hot baby face, and if they're gonna blow it off, he has to win. So, Jesse has spoken. Has Eddie Kingston is going to beat Chris Jericho next week, even though Jericho is a wizard. And I think I think that they informed us on commentary that the Painmaker is undefeated in AEW. I did not hear that. That's uh, that's think, quite the statistic there. But how many yep. times have we seen the Painmaker? 
Once. Uh, in AEW, I think like twice or some shit. So. It once was against uh pizza cutter guy, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Nick Gage. Guys remember that? Nick Gage. Yeah, hopefully never again. John uh, Moxley. I think, I think Vince got his hands full. He's too busy to call sponsors on, yeah. on Tony Khan. Yeah, really. John Moxley, interim AEW champion. This is a eliminator match. Uh, TK, listen, don't get too uh, don't get don't get too crazy with these eliminator matches, baby. This is what we watch Monday night and Friday night for, man. I don't want to see it on Wednesday. Okay, no more uh, no more championship contenders matches disguised as uh, eliminator matches. I know it sounds a little cooler than what WWE does, but okay, we need to lay off that. Okay, come on, <laughs> John Moxley and Penosuke uh, Takeshita. Did I pronounce that right this time? Yes, you did. Okay, good job. There you go. There you go. I'm learning. And uh, this match was awesome. Um, they went about 13 minutes. Moxley got the victory here in a very hard-fought match. Moxley is uh, looking really, really good. Takeshita has looked great in every outing that I've seen of him. Moxley took it to Takeshita at ringside and then back in the ring, back uh, from a commercial break. We'll pick it up after the break. They focused on Takeshita bleeding. I don't know how he got busted open here, but I know they were brawling on the outside and they went into the barricade, so something must have happened out there. Uh, Takeshita started to make a babyface comeback. He went for a top rope splash. Moxley lifted his knees up and then went for a rear naked choke. Uh, Takeshita blocked it. Moxley shifted into a cross arm breaker. Takeshita reached the bottom rope uh, with his boot to force a break. Moxley then stood and slapped Takeshita, and fans are chanting, this is awesome. Kind of waking him up here. Takeshita knocked Mox out of the ring and landed a running flip dive over the top rope. To the outside, very, uh, very ricochet-esque here by Takeshita. Holy shit, chance started ringing out in the arena. Back in the ring now, both guys, he landed a top rope frog splash. Did Takeshita for a near fall. Fans popped big for that one. I thought that looked great. Takeshita landed a beautiful blue thunder bomb, one of my most favorite moves in all pro wrestling. That is a beautiful move, the blue thunder bomb. Uh, so uh, Moxley came back with a sudden paradigm shift, followed by some elbows. The uh, hammer and anvil elbows and then a death rider attempt, but Takeshita slipped out and back suplex Mox into a bridge for a near fall. Uh, I believe uh, somebody on commentary, I think it was Excalibur, says that uh, Takeshita Jesse wrote his thesis on the German suplex. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that was metaphorically. I hope so. I, I, I mean, was that for a moment, I was like, did he really? Because I mean, he's I mean, got a again, damn good I'm looking German suplex. You. I'm not overly familiar with Japanese culture, man, but I mean, the fuck I'm are you guessing. writing a the- What are you What are you saying in a thesis format, bro? On a German suplex? Yeah, I, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. You give me somebody like Brian Danielson, you know, and Claudio. I'm sure they could write like a four page thesis on one move. Well, well listen, if that was uh, if that's uh, something that he just said metaphorically, that's a great fucking line. So shout out to Excalibur for that. Um, German suplex attempt into a bridge near fall. Moxley landed a death ride of seconds later, followed by some hammer and uh, anvil elbows, and then a bulldog choke. And that was it for Takeshita. He tapped out pretty quickly after the bulldog choke. Uh, really good match. It was, um, you know, nothing behind it. It's just TK rewarding Takeshita for a, a great couple of weeks here, a great couple of few weeks. And um, we got these two guys just going out there, Jesse having a great wrestling match. There really isn't anything else that uh, these two guys had going in here. It's just two guys going in there and having a great match. And that's the way it was built. And that's the way it was meant to come to, come to be. You know, they're going to get into the ring. and They're going to they're gonna lay it down. It's going to be fucking great. The crowd's going to get behind it. And, and it was, I mean, just 
as 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 sold, you know. I mean, it was it was everything we thought it was going to be. I mean, I, I don't I didn't expect anything less. Yeah, I agree. I just sent you a tweet. You see it? Uh, you sent me a tweet. No, I did not see it. I'm not on. Uh, I'm not on Twitter at the moment. Let me see. What did you send me? I sent. I sent you a tweet that was put out about five minutes ago. Uh, I do not see your tweet here yet. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Well, no, I, I sent. I sent it to your phone. Oh, you sent it to my phone. Okay, I'm looking. Check on your phone. Twitter. Check your phone and, and kindly, sir, read read the tweet and who the tweet is from. Uh, Jesse just sent me a tweet from uh, Thunder Rose's husband. I'm going to have to fly to Chicago to try a Chi-Town Smart taco. The man has fantastic taste. Uh, listen, Mr. Rosa, uh, I, I, may, I, I have a problem here, bro. Uh, the man uh, bro, but listen. knows what he's talking about. Mr. Rosa, I I I have a, I have a problem here. I I, I do. I, I, why why are you flying to Chicago? Number one, to taste this guy's taco. The man just told you why, and it's worth the trip. Listen, I think I think Brian Rosa wants to sit in the OTS beer garden. Man, he doesn't want anything to do with your tacos. This no. is the place to be. No, and wait, maybe wait, wait. he wants to. Maybe he wants to sit and talk with me about that bullshit truck you got out there. That's not my taco truck, bro. I had a fucking taco truck installed in the beer garden to represent his wife and he wants to eat your fucking tacos my tacos are the fucking best bro listen look look at that thunder rosa taco truck out there you fucking kidding me over here oh yeah he does have taste what can i say your taste no when they come matter of fact while we're on the fucking subject um, all out. Yeah. Are you coming? Um, I'm like, uh, well, I was looking at Airbnb, so I, I guess that gives you an indication uh, about, yes, I am coming, probably. I, More I than likely. I want to stay at the hotel where the fucking, uh, the talent's going to be, man. Why? You can get so you can tell Tony Storm that I have a foot fetish, supposedly? Oh, I will definitely tell Tony Storm. <laughs> you better hope I don't bump into her. What, in so you don't lobby. get a fucking press pass again? Right away. I don't care. I don't need a fucking press pass if I'm staying at the hotel where they are, man. I can sit and do... I'm going to bring my fucking... My road fucking podcast. I'm going to sit right there in the lobby with a microphone and just do interviews in the fucking lobby, bro. Listen, man. I may have to fucking uh, shoot over there and hang out with you, man. Last time I was at a hotel bar, Jericho was having a good time. Tell me, man. They... they uh, when, they, when they go to the now, they all go to the same hotel. So... But we'll never find that out. Isn't that shit usually kept secret? Yeah, secret. <laughs> Bro, I don't actively go out there looking at what fucking hotel the talent is staying in, man. You don't think of rocket scientists, bro. Seriously. Well, I'm not looking for it, so it's difficult <laughs> for me. It won't be that hard. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. We got uh, Christian Cage. He made his entrance. We got uh, Luchasaurus out there with Christian. The evil Luchasaurus. Christian says, and we had the Varsity Blondes apparently make an, an introduction uh, during the commercial break, so I didn't even know who the fuck Christian was talking to until he mentioned. Me either. Like, who the fuck is he uh, talking to? Who is he talking to in the ring? <laughs> and all of a sudden, we see Griff Garrison and uh, Brian Pillman Jr. out there in the ring. I'm like, okay. So they made their way out there. He made fun of Brian Pillman Jr.'s hair and then shifted to his father, Brian Pillman. 
Oh, man. <laughs> the first thing I said, this is not going to end well. <laughs> he said, some call Pillman a legend, but honestly, your father was average at best. <laughs> he said. <laughs> Christian said, you know what? I said enough over the last two weeks. I'm going to go easy on your pops tonight, but I'll call him average at best. He says he does respect him, though, that he bled and sweat in the ring. He says he was quite sure he'd be okay with him speaking on his behalf, and he'd be appalled about his last contribution to the business being him. Christian put up a picture of uh, Griff Garrison, apparently, that he put on social media earlier in the day. Christian said he looked at this photo, Jesse, and it bothered him because the hair and the athleticism and the charisma and the ring gear and everything made it look like Garrison was a Jungle Boy cosplay, and it pissed him off. He said Griff Garrison looked so much like Jungle Boy that it bothered him so much, and he sent Luchasaurus down to the ring and had him beat the shit out of Griff Garrison because he looked like Jungle Boy. Yeah, but how dare Griff? I mean, come in the, the picture, I mean, like it's, it's very it's very difficult not to see, you know, you don't that they that look picture. almost identical. They look like fucking twins. He don't need that picture, bro. We've been calling Griff Garrison Jungle Boy for uh, months. Years. Man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it, it's, it's already been there. So this was basically a squash. Two minutes here. Luchasaurus uh, hit his new finisher, which they call the Tar Pit. And that was pretty much it. Afterwards, Luchasaurus went after Garrison on the floor. Pillman stood, stood up to him. Luchasaurus headbutted him, put him on a table at the timekeeper's area. He chokeslammed Garrison on top of Pillman. The table did not break. Crowd was getting a little antsy. Oh, listen, we want tables to be broken here. Luchasaurus took Garrison by the throat again and this time forcefully slammed him in the table debris. Table broke everywhere on top of uh, Brian Pillman Jr., and that was pretty much it. This Christian Luchasaurus pairing is fucking great. So good. So good. One small concern. Is Christian going to wrestle? I wish they'd tell us. No, that was not it. Is he going to so, be Luchasaurus's handler only? That's what I'd like to know. Nope, not it. What happens when Jungle Boy comes back? Jungle Boy's going after uh, Christian Cage. What about Luchasaurus? I wouldn't have Jungle Boy beat Luchasaurus. Well, I mean, he can't come back and keep losing. First of all, bro, before we even get there, we need to find out what, what Christian Cage told Luchasaurus to get him to a point where he's now uh, Kane in the prehistoric era, is what I want to know. I get it, but that's where I'm going with this, though. So when Jungle Boy comes back, either he's going Luchasaurus to goes back with Jungle Boy... Or Luchasaurus beats Jungle Boy. Well, then that's kind of that's kind of counterproductive, I would it's say. Very. Huh? Yep. That's why. I'm, that's why it's a little concerning. Like I'm glad you see that. It's a little concerning. Yep. Well, well, I mean, the match is with Christian Cage. I mean, Christian Cage is the one speaking on Luchasaurus's behalf, and Christian Cage has kind of made fun of his family, uh, made fun of his 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 father who passed away, and. Claims that uh, Lucha's, uh, Jungle Boy's mother's looking for uh, a new husband than Christian Cage. You want a new daddy? Here I am, bro. Yeah. You know, you know this is all this is all Christian Cage. So I would I would say we need to keep Luchasaurus strong because this is the best presentation of Luchasaurus that possibly anybody could ask for as a solo act. 
Jungle yeah. Boy needs to beat Christian Cage. And at that point, we need to find out what the fuck was said between Christian Cage and Luchasaurus. Otherwise, there is no Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Yeah. Yeah, no. They can, I mean, Jungle Boy can demolish Christian Cage uh, all day long. No problem. Easily. Um, He can't be beating Luchasaurus. No. It's Luchasaurus fresh heel run, it's fresh heel turn. I don't know what they do with that dynamic. Unless, like you said, if Jungle Boy comes back, talks some reason into Luchasaurus, and he comes back into the fold and they reform, you know, you know, sorry, he, he lied to me. He said some shit I thought I believed, and blah, blah, blah. But Jungle Boy can't come back and beat Luchasaurus, man. That just, that's just, that won't work. I don't know. I don't know. Listen, man, let's get Jungle Boy. First things first, let's get Jungle Boy back on TV. Hopefully he's 100% healthy. I know he was a little banged up there. But uh, the yeah, way he's been, Christian, going, he's been going hard in the paint since uh, day one, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is legitimately his first time away from the AEW brand uh, since day one, really. You know, that's uh, a testament to how good he is and uh, how uh, dedicated he is to what he does. But Christian Cage and, and Luchasaurus, until Jungle Boy gets back healthy, I mean, I mean, we're we're living okay right now with these two on TV and Christian cutting these visceral promos every week, so... I mean, bro, take the, take all the time you need to get better. I mean, Christian's carrying this shit right now. When you come back, it's going to be a, a mega pop. And this is going to be great because Christian's doing such a great job here when he's out with injury. Yeah, I mean, it... it yeah, and, and this, this is also a testament to the AEW roster at the same time. I mean, the, the one that everyone complained was bloated because now we have massive injuries and people taking time off as needed. and we're still okay. We're still okay. You know, we're good. I mean, we could definitely use some of the bigger names back, but again, it's not like we're, it's not like they're they're falling apart at the seams. You know, like WWE you know, it's, is at it's, the top it's, of the card. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's fucking night and day. I mean, they're 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 fucking they're they're in some serious fucking trouble over there. <laughs> they are done. I mean, SummerSlam <laughs> is looking horrendous. But um, it's funny you mentioned that, Jesse, because I was legitimately thinking that tonight, and. I kind of put it away to the side because it doesn't really bother me anymore with all the injuries. You know, normally we'd be upset. Oh, man, Punk is out and Adam Cole's out and, and Brian Danielson's out and this guy's out and that guy, Kenny Omega's out. I mean, I mean, look, look at those. MJF is out. Look at the fucking five guys that I just mentioned. That would absolutely cripple any promotion. That, that would, it, that would, they'd be done. It, it did not cripple AEW. And, and the reason why I put this to the side uh, and, and not worrying about it anymore is because I started to look at the positives of all these huge names being out. There's so many people, Jesse, that aren't getting TV time or they're, they're, they're getting a lack of TV time. This is ample opportunity with these names out to make a name for yourself so that when these guys get back, Tony Khan is going to have no choice but to continue booking you yes. on TV. It's working. It's almost as if it's so bad it's working out to be a huge positive for AEW because we're getting to see... Uh, Luchasaurus and Christian on TV more. We're getting to see Takeshita on TV. We're getting yes. to see uh, all these people that you would not see on TV because of those major names needing to be on TV. It's actually working out better for them in the end. It is. It is. And they have so they, they still have so many names that they could easily bump into a main event picture right away instantly, and they still have not. Where the fuck is Miro? Yeah. I mean, what the hell? Um, fucking... Wardlow, Wardlow, everybody is screaming for Wardlow to be in the main event scene. They're all, they, they, everyone wants Wardlow to be in the main event scene. You got him, you got Miro, you got all kinds of guys you can easily 
bump up and put into that spot. They're ready. It looks like they're grooming Luchasaurus right now for a big spot. I'm telling you, man. Listen, Wardlow has some fucking competition. If the, if Tony Khan wants to get a little fucking crazy, man, he's got Luchasaurus that could be built up for Wardlow. We got Miro. We got Malachi. Wardlow yep. has absolutely no shortage of opponents. None. Yep. I, I love it. I love how Andrade. Andrade. I, I love how these these are names that you can build a company around, and they're all out injured. And AEW is still perfectly fine as yeah. far as roster talent goes. Yeah. They're fine, perfectly fine. Yeah, I mean television. Television obviously is not the same because you can't you can't replace Punk, you can't replace Cole, Omega, and Brian. But at the end of the day, television doesn't seem that drastically different to me. No, no, you still. At the end of the day, man, you can tell your stories throughout the weeks, but in a show, all we need is great wrestling. Yeah. All we need is great wrestling. Progress your stories through segments and this and that, and we'll be fine until you're ready to go. We don't have a we don't have a pay-per-view every goddamn month to build to. We have nope. plenty of time. Nope. We can we can see some of these names come back from injury and still make it to all out in Chicago. There is plenty of time. Danny Garcia and 2.0 of the JAS. They were backstage. They uh, were asked about the shark cage next week. They didn't get what it was all about. And uh, Matt Menard, Daddy Magic, Matt Menard, he asked, "Why isn't the uh, Blackpool Combat Club in, in a shark cage?" I mean, he's got a he's got a a gripe here. He's like, "Are they going to be running around the ring while we're fucking suspended above the ring?" I need answers here. He's got he's got a legitimate concern. Yeah. So um, he said. Uh, that to Shivani, and then they walked away. And we got Danny Garcia, who says that he is going to take the pure title, the Ring of Honor pure title from Wheeler Yuta, uh, that Yuta is doing a cheap imitation of Garcia, and he's going to take that title at death before dishonor. Good stuff there. Jesse, I wanted to go over this because, uh, you know, obviously the JAS and uh, blood and guts and everything to do with Ortiz and uh, Santana and all this stuff. There was a news article this week about Conan confirming oh, Jesus Christ that uh, no, no actually we you know this is this is good I'm not Conan didn't say anything Conan actually had a good week man he he defended uh, Chris Benoit from Jordan Grace and I kind of agreed with his statements on that now he's giving us news on Santana and Ortiz he had a good week Conan, over here Conan Conan had a good week because he defended Chris Benoit not not that way. Not that way. The comments made by Jordan Grace and the fact that she said that he couldn't hang with pro wrestlers today. Let's just get to the Conan comment, please. Pissing me off, man. You and your fucking tacos. Uh, <laughs> Who Conan. cares what these guys think? I know, man, but it's in the fucking news. Do you, you want me to just say, yeah, so-and-so mentioned and not yeah. mention them? I guess that's the whole my whole grief. Like, why is this news? Like, whoever originally reported it, why did they? How this? I, I how is this news? I don't know. Let's hear it. What do you have to say? So he said this in regards to Santana and Ortiz in this situation and this uh, this feeling that the community is having between these two guys. He said they're not on good terms. Conan said that when he was asked about the rumors uh, of Santana and Ortiz, he said they're not on good terms. So basically, this confirms everything. Uh, since he is close with both Santana and Ortiz. He also said that uh, Santana is not planning on signing an AEW contract uh, renewal, uh, and this may be the last of him that we see in the promotion. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So, 
I mean, I, I, I had this, I had this news weeks ago, but I couldn't say anything because of, uh, you know, uh, being anonymous and I don't want to, I don't want to out my source, but, uh, I had this news and Jesse can confirm this because I told him over the fucking phone. I had this news like five weeks ago. Oh yeah. And oh, yeah. I, I, I can't say nothing because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm cool with people that know Santana and or T Hodge, you know, big Hodge was in the chat earlier. Shout out to my boy Hodge. Um, you know, he's close with Santana and I didn't really want to say anything. You know, Hodge, Hodge told me, uh, the night when we talked about it kind of briefly weeks ago and he texted me saying that it was, that it was legit and I couldn't say anything because I didn't want to out house him as, as a, as a close uh, source either. So, you know, now that it's out in the news, you know, this is something that I knew weeks ago and Jesse knew weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we both mentioned it in, in hint that there's possible issues and everything else, but yeah, I mean, I, I saw the news too and it's, it's, you know, definitely out and about now. I mean, but what can you do, man? I mean, you know, when you see like people like punk and, and Coke Cabana feuding, man, any, anything can fucking happen, I guess. I don't know. I mean, it's not our business to know why they're not on good terms. It's not our bit. Whatever the reason is, it's between them. I, I just hope that, you know, for our sake, because they're they're great, and obviously they're great together, uh, I, I just hope for the best for both of them. And I hope Santana, first and foremost, gets back from this injury because that looked like a nasty injury. And with what Tony Khan said, he's going to be out many months. Got a long rehab ahead of him. So the last thing on his mind should be, uh, you know, uh, any indifference with, with Ortiz. So. Yeah, that sucks. I mean, but the bottom line is, you know, no one wants, no one wants them to be working anywhere where they're not happy. So no. if they're not, they're not happy, and you know, they feel they would be better off separating or doing what they have to do going forward. I get it. Yeah. Just as fans, we would much rather have seen them get to the top together. But I mean, life happens, though, man. I get it. You know. You know, but I'll tell, I'll tell you what, though. You know. um, I don't usually do uh, well with one-on-one uh, -on -one interviews because, believe it or not, you know, everybody thinks I'm a fucking asshole online. Uh, I, am, I am as introverted as, uh, as I could possibly, and you're shaking your head, you fucking asshole. I'm as introverted as you could possibly imagine. And, that that uh, is true, actually. You know, and, and Jesse knows it. Jesse and I have, uh, have hung out every time I've, uh, I've been to Chicago. So I'm not the way I am on here. Like I am in person, and I and I don't really feel up to the task of interviewing somebody and asking a question because I have, you know, I have, uh, you know, I have self esteem issues at points, and I don't want to come off looking like uh, I don't know my shit. But I always research this shit. But what I'm trying to get at is, get at is if if Santana is not going to be in AEW anymore, I would love to throw my name into the hat to interview him and be one of the first interviews to break the news of why he left and why he's on bad terms with Ortiz and what's next for him. I'd love to have a 20, 15, 20 minute discussion with him. And I think that would, that would be great for him uh, to get him on my platform and, and to get his name out there. Because I truly believe if he's going to go solo, I think he's got what it takes to be a, a, a big deal. I do. Let's reach out to him, man. Well, when the time is right. Yeah. When the time is right. And shout out to Ortiz. Dude. Ortiz is great. You know, I, I want to see the best yeah. for him too. But whatever the issue is, it's between them. And it's none of our business. No. Uh, we got Claudio, Claudio Castagnoli, and Jake Hager. We, the people here on AEW Dynamite. This was actually very good. Uh, I know a lot of people don't really like Jake Hager, but Hager is a very accomplished pro wrestler. Uh, he's not the, uh, the most exciting guy to be uh, watching on television, but we got Claudio hitting the same exact sequence as he did to Zack Sabre at Forbidden Door, that huge running uppercut right at the bell and then going for a neutralizer. But um, Hager escaped out to the floor, 
where he took Claudio out with a clothesline. Uh, Claudio counted the Hager bomb into a 619. Claudio did a 619 tonight. Tiger faint kick. He laid some strikes in the corner. Hager turned the tables, did the same, and then they go to commercial break. So we got a Hager bomb. Claudio landed uh, some offense coming back, springboard uppercut. He got some uh, multiple uppercuts in before hitting a beautiful drop kick, sending Hager down to the floor. He hit another uppercut on the outside, diving crossbody from Claudio off the top rope, got it too. Claudio gave Hager the giant swing. He then locked on a sharpshooter. He had Hager beaten, but Hager signaled for 2.0 to run down and distract the official. The distraction was enough to allow Hager to hit a big urinagi for a near fall. Hager went back for the ankle lock. Claudio counted it into a big back suplex. Went for another sharpshooter, 2.0. Hopped up on the apron. Claudio reached for 2.0. Got distracted. He then hit a pop-up uppercut and the Ricola bomb for the win. And that was it for Claudio. Decent little match here, and Claudio remains undefeated. He is now 4-0 on AEW Dynamite. Uh, 4-0? He's been there that long already? Yeah. Oh, wow. Or three. Um, Maybe it's three, you know. I'm sorry. Yeah, three, you know. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I, I like what they're doing with Jake Hager. Uh, I'm not even going to mention Claudio, dude. Claudio is destined for big fucking things in AEW. Yes. That's just, that's I mean, just. He's not, uh, you know, bro, he can't, uh, he's not going to catch on because of the language yeah. barrier. You yeah. know, he's yeah. uh, he's what not uh, ever, somebody dude. that's going to be uh, out there for the yeah. casual fan. What the fuck? I am done putting Claudio over. <laughs> they have a fucking superstar in this guy. Just give him some time, get his feet wet, get some stuff going. Same thing that I said about Punk when Punk first came over. Let him get his feet wet, get familiar with the talent, you know, get some, get some, um, just just get some uh, uh some chemistry going with other you know guys in that locker room and shit like that and get him a good storyline to get into a good one to get him to personally and Claudio's on his way so fuck Claudio dude he's 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 headed to the fucking main event somewhere yeah um i like what they're doing with Jake Hager as as opposed to the way he was booked in WWE cuz Jake Hager he is not an every week wrestling guy he is not I'm gonna be honest. He he he's just not that entertaining of a guy to see him every damn week, you know, night in and night out doing the same shit. But I like how they're using him as a heavy with Jericho, and I like how they periodically put him in matches. And then when they do put him in matches, his MMA background is is front and center, and he's he's in hard hitting matches to to complement that MMA background. So I enjoy Hager for what they do with him. He's a big fucking guy, and he's going to put on a big man match. And we see him wrestle. We see him work like, what, once a month or so? Yep. I like it. I like it. And, he, and, he's, and he's still a fucking big fucking intimidating guy. You know, if he's getting Jericho's face and Hager gets in front of if, if gets in front of Jericho, gets in your face, you might back off a little bit there, buddy. Yep. I like it. I it goes to show, same thing with, and we haven't seen him in a little bit, maybe he's <clears> taking a break because he also has been going hard into the paint since he came over, is Sean Spears. Um, nobody special, nobody top of the card, mid-card at best, but he's being used the right way. Just a snivelling heel here and there, sneak in, sneak out. I mean, perfect, just fucking perfect. He doesn't wrestle all the fucking time on TV. It proves my point. You don't have to be top of the card to be fucking interesting. You don't have to be a main eventer to be a part of a wrestling show. 
there's a part for everyone on the show if you're used correctly. And these are lower end guys that AEW is using correctly. And that I can appreciate. Yeah, no, I agree with you completely. Um, Hager has been used perfectly. Um, you know, I was I was big on on Hager in in WWE. I thought he was somebody that really could go over there uh, and they didn't really know what to do with somebody like that. I don't know what the issue was with him. Uh, Jim Ross was obviously high on him from Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Um, you know, but he's, he's played the role perfectly for Chris Jericho and there's a real life connection there. So it it just beautifully syncs up together. And then Sean Spears is somebody that to me does not get the respect that he deserves when he was with MJF and that whole dynamic there, he was perfect in his role. He's a great pro wrestler, but he was perfect in the role that they strapped him with, and he killed it. He did. He, did. he didn't get enough credit. He did not get the credit that he deserved, not even half of it. He did. He did. A little bit of a comic relief. Got a serious side to him. He can work in the ring. He probably helps the younger guys in the ring backstage. Who knows? Perfect, man. I mean, people complain, oh, you get you 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 get the perfect 10. What's that gonna do for AEW? Not everybody has to come in and change the game, bro. No. We just need we just need a a roster that can vibe well and, and get good chemistry with each other and make one good show in its in its total form. And, and that's what you bring in. Little guys, little guys, big piece, little guys, little guys, some women here. And when it's all said and done, then you have a nice fucking roster. I agree. I agree. I, I, I can't wait for, uh, you know, uh, MJF to get back to see if Sean Spears comes back. I thought his dynamic was great. I really yeah. did, you know. But uh, we will see. The, uh, Jesse, again, I agree with you on that. So uh, let's continue on with the rest of the show. We got Hook um, after the Claudio match. Hook was backstage. He was asked if he was going for a championship considering that he's undefeated. Lexi Nair asked this question, and he just walked away. Are we ready to see Hook in a championship match, bro? I don't know if we're really that ready for that yet. Where would he fit in as far as the championship match is concerned? I feel like he's still a baby. Versus Ricky Starks for the FTW title. I could see that. I could see that. That's where I was. But we're not, you really want to give him that championship? I guess, yeah, he has a son. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm not even going to argue with that. It's a meaningless title. Yep. You know, I mean, if it's going to be on TV, like I've always said, if it's a title and it's on TV, in pro wrestling, then it has some kind of fucking meaning. Yeah. It has to have some kind of meaning. Ricky Starks just can't be walking around with a title that no one fucking cares about and he never fucking defends. Well, I don't like the title's existence, personally, but a match with Ricky Starks and Hook for the FTW title makes perfect sense. Yeah, I agree with that. And they've distanced um, Hook from Team Taz, I mean... For the last few months, you haven't seen Hook anywhere near associated with Team Taz. Doesn't talk about him at all. I mean, he's completely uh, separate from it, and he's a super baby face. So, um, I could see a match or, or a feud with Team Taz and and Hook. Yeah, I can yep. see it. I like it. We got a video package recapping Miyu Yamashita. I don't know if I pronounced that name correctly. Miyu Yamashita. No, I think he did not. Mayu. Mayu Yamashita. Uh, That's the last name. Well, that's the woman who got a victory over Thunder Rosa in Japan. I know Jesse and I were talking about this before the show actually went live on the air. We were talking about Thunder Rosa in particular with uh, the whole segment that we're about to get into tonight. Um, The match, Jesse, I did not watch it yet. I I did not watch it yet. A lot of people were telling me that uh, I have to go and check this one out. 
Um, is it worth my time to go check out? And some people were telling me that this was Thunder Rose's best in-ring match as champion. Uh, so I know you watch Dark and you covered Dark on your end. Is it worth for me to go out and watch this? And was this Thunder Rose's best in-ring match as champion so far? I didn't hear that. Um, and look, the match was good. The match was good. Was it perfect? No. There seemed to be a little bit of a, um, maybe a language barrier, communication barrier issue, maybe. And I do say a little bit. But it was a very good match. It was a very good match. Um, I don't know about best. I'm trying to think back to her match. Well, she did. No, it was not better than Serena Deeb. I wouldn't think it was. No, no, no. Wait a minute. No. What the fuck? Who said that? No, it was not Some better people than, in the match chat. than Serena Deeb. No, 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 no. It was a good match. I'm not trying to take anything from the match, but it was not better than Serena Deeb. No, 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 no. Not at all. But, but, again, it was a very good match. And was it worth going back to watch? Absolutely. Absolutely. This is this is where this is where um my complaints come in. And I'm not gonna really and people are gonna call me a hypocrite, whatever the fucking case may be, fine. But the thing is, and it shouldn't really be this. It shouldn't be what I'm about to tell you right now at all. But I don't like Thunder Rosa losing as champion. I don't. The only time I think Thunder Rosa should lose is when she loses the championship and she drops it to somebody that's next in line. The fact that she had Jesse to go to, to, to Japan to lose this match to set up a match here in the States with Mayu Yamashita, um, who nobody really knows anything about, uh, I, I don't really find that to be on the level of what we're looking for when it comes to Thunder Rosa. This, this is not story. I don't think she should be going to different places as AEW champion and losing. And I think you mentioned something to me during the, show, uh, during the, the pre-show here before we actually hit live. And you mentioned a couple of women off the top of your head, and you put those women in this situation as Thunder Rosa going to a different country and losing. And you said, if this was anybody else, Jade or Britt, Thunder Rosa lost. Those women, those women would not be losing if they went to a different country as champion. I be the case. No. Um. Again. In the universe, with the thing, and for me, the same thing. Um, they are just not booking on the road to the best of their abilities, to the best of her abilities. She can do whatever you need her to do in the ring with a great opponent. So that being said. All you got to do is give her some, give her something to sink her fucking teeth into as it pertains to storylines. Give her some, is that, I'm having internet issues? Yeah, you, you kind of froze out. You sounded all robotic for about 10 seconds, 15 seconds oh, or so. I have no idea. You're back now. Frames. Okay. But they're, they're just, they're just not giving her anything to really sink her fucking teeth into, man. And not only that, they're putting her in situations that they just would not put other women in. No. I cannot see J.D. Cargill going anywhere outside of the company and taking an L. I couldn't see them doing that to Britt Baker. So why are we doing it with Thunder Rosa? Now, what, prom what promotion is this woman with? Was this, was, was this stardom? What, what promotion was this in Japan? No, no, no. It was, um, it's, um, um, uh, uh, uh fucking, uh, TJP? 
TJP. (laughs) But it's just little things like that contributes to it, man. It really does. There's no reason why Thunder... And it's not even like, well, it happened overseas. No one's going to fucking know about it. Bro, we knew about it instantly. Um, um, It's all over the fucking internet. You fucking show the highlights and you tell everybody about... I mean, it 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 might as well be, it it may as well have happened on dynamite. No fucking difference, none, no fucking difference. So why do that? How can you build up a strong champion that goes overseas and loses, just so you can book a rematch and have her get a win back? That's not the way to fucking do it. It's just not the way to do it. And then, she, so in in my the bigger problem I have with this is that in the promo that we cut tonight. We got Thunder Rosa out there smiling and 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 hugging and playing fucking goody goody with her BFF Tony Storm after she just took an L overseas. She mentioned it like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm unhappy, but I got Thunderstorm. Like, who gives a flying fuck about Thunderstorm? Yeah, it's not a good I'm look. So, it's not a good look. It's not. I mean, I love Thunder Rosa. I love Tony Storm. I couldn't give a single fuck about Thunderstorm. Maybe it was Thunder Rose's decision. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't. And if it was, if I'm Tony Khan, I'm saying, hey, I appreciate you wanting to help put, you know, the talent over over there, but you're our champion. I can't have you going over there and losing. No. I mean, no. It, I, I'm sorry, man. As we're trying to get this run off the ground and rolling. There's no, there's no equality here. Is what I'm no. sensing. There's no equality here. Britt Baker would never go to a different promotion and lose. Jay Cargill no. would never go to a different promotion and lose. Brian Danielson, CM Punk, Kenny Omega, all those guys, uh, Adam Page, uh, he would no. not go to a different promotion, or FTR or Young Bucks. All these names would not go to a different promotion and lose while holding Tony Khan's championships. No. Somehow Thunder Rosa goes to a different promotion and she loses a Eliminator match to set up a fucking match here in the United States against somebody that nobody knows anything about at all. Why? I'm not about to sit here and praise something like this to be done because it really defies logic. If you really want me to boil it down, champions should not be losing. I don't give a fuck if it's their decision or not. Champions should not be losing. And what I see from this, Jesse, is the lack of storytelling in the women's division around this world title that they needed to send this woman to Japan to create some fucking makeshift storyline so they can bring it back to the States so they can say, well, instead of finding somebody here and building somebody here up within our, or on our roster, within our walls, we got to go find somebody else for Thunder Rosa to wrestle so we can get her on the next pay-per-view. Yeah, I don't like and, it. And, the, and in the meantime... And there's no story. And, and in the meantime, Thunder Rosa's in a tag team yeah. over here. And her singles opponent is in Japan waiting for her to come over to do that match. This is stupid. This is stupid. Who's the number one contender for Thunder Rosa's title? Right I don't know. I don't look at the rankings. I don't know. I don't know where the standings are. I don't know. I don't know. This is stupid, dude. I, I don't, Again, I don't know whose idea it was for her to lose that match. But CM Punk got hurt. And he, he told us that when he got hurt, he was ready to give the title up. Well, he didn't because Tony Khan says, no, you're not giving a title up. Yeah. So it should have been the same thing here. Well, I appreciate that you want to lose, but no, you're not losing because you're my champion. 
So let me get this straight. We're getting this match, who knows when, probably it all out. I mean, are we going to get video packages to let the fans know here who this Mayu, uh, the fuck is her name? Mayu uh, Yamashita. Uh, are we going to yeah. get video packages or a fucking brief, uh, a brief history lesson on who she is and why she's so good and where she, where she works and and all this other shit about it. We're going to get like highlights or something. We're going to get vignettes documenting who she did. is before she put before, before she gets into the ring with our champion here in, in AEW because I don't want to see this for the, the one thing I don't want to have happen Jesse is we get to one week before the pay-per-view and Tony Khan is uh, going to Thunder Rose is going to be defending the AEW title against uh, Miyu Yamashita at all out. No, 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 no. I need mm-hmm. to know who the fuck this person is. Four weeks from the pay-per-view, and I need I need you to remind me every fucking week so I give a shit. Why is she here? Why does she want the AW title? What was her feeling about beating Thunder Rosa? What was it like being in the ring with Thunder Rosa? How long you been wrestling? I don't it, it's for me, I'm not I'm not gonna give a shit. It's just, you're not gonna give me any promo packages to make me care about this challenger more than I wanna see uh uh fucking Athena. Tony Storm, Chris Atlanta. Tony Storm. Jade. You know, hater. I mean, just, I just, I'm not, you're not gonna, I, I want to see the women that we have. I don't want to see women that I don't know anything about beating my champion. Guys in the chat, I don't think it's as big of a deal as y'all making it out to be, says Neb. Neb, listen, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta understand Jesse and I's point of view, man. We got no story with D. We got no story with Thunder, uh, with Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. That they now turned them into a tag team, and where's this going to lead? Someone obviously is going to turn on the other. Who the fuck it's going to be? We don't know at this point yet. But there's no story. There's no story around the women's championship. I feel like I'm watching Monday Night Raw. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, it, I mean, uh, no, I'm not reading that fucking news. There is none, and and the thing is. There seems to be a consistency coming to that. And that's the problem. It's not like, oh, this is one, this is the one-time thing. We sat here and questioned the booking of Thunder Rosa as champion almost every damn week. Why is that? Why is she not on TV? Okay, she's on TV. Well, she just did a run out. Why is she not in the match? Well, she's in a match. Now you have her in a tag team called Thunderstorm. With t-shirts. With t-shirts. She's the women's champion. Come on, man. Get, I mean, you have Mercedes Martinez. You have Serena Deeb. You have Athena. You have all these women that we want to see in the ring with Thunder Rosa. I mean, mix it up. Do it again. Come up with new contenders. But a tag team, I'm seriously starting to feel like they must be getting ready to mint women's tag team titles, bro. Otherwise, what are they doing? No, I'm not about to jump on that train yet. I'm not. I'm, what I'm not. They, I'm not there. What yet. are they doing? Why does this tag team maybe, exist? May, maybe, maybe, and this may be a long shot. I'm just throwing this out there, a little layup. Uh, maybe there was rumors of uh, Tony Khan, AEW, and Stardom maybe being a, 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 a pairing. Maybe, maybe Stardom's uh, women's roster maybe starts working with AEW. Maybe this is an introductory to that, Jesse. Maybe, maybe this is TK. And uh, TJPW, uh, whatever the fuck this promotion's called. Maybe this is a test to see if AEW could really work with these Japanese promotions and, and be on the same level before they start kind of getting involved and maybe negotiating with stardom. Maybe they're using Thunder Rosa as, uh, as, a, as a saleswoman here. Hey, go out there. This is what we have to offer. This is the level of competition we have. This is our champion. This is the type of match you're going to get. 
Who knows? Maybe maybe it was one big promotional thing by Tony Khan sending Thunder Rosa out there, and maybe it's maybe it's just that, and maybe we're looking too much into it. I don't know. Maybe, but whose eyes are we trying to get on what content? So am I trying to get the AEW fans to go watch this Thunder Rosa match to watch their champion lose? Am I trying to get the fans from that promotion to see that the AEW women's champion is not even as good as someone who's not your champion at all? I don't know what audiences we're catering to. Clearly, you're not catering me to that fucking audience. No. I mean, you've got a protector on some level somehow, man. I mean, at least, at least, at least, if she's going to come out here on Wednesday night and talk about the loss that she had, she should be fucking pissed. Pissed off. Why? Because she's a competitor and she went overseas to represent AEW and she lost. And she will not be fucking happy until she gets that bitch back in the ring to redeem herself. She's just like, hey, I lost, but <laughs> I got me and Thunderstorm right here. Look at our t-shirts. Yay! Listen, man, you know, I read a report, I read a report a couple of weeks back. Uh, it might have been less than that about uh, Ring of Honor's women's division and about Maria Kanellis possibly joining Ring of Honor to run that division. We we need Tony Khan to bring in a comparable female to run the AEW women's division. Whoever the fuck that is, I don't know, but I'm throwing Soraya Knight's name out there. I think Tony Khan needs to bring in Soraya Knight and have her just dig her nails into the women's division. She was at the heart of the women's revolution. That woman probably knows what this company needs and what direction the company needs to take the women's division. And I think they bring her in and she runs that shit and she books the fucking women's division, man. It's one match per week, uh, or two matches per week, one on Rampage, one on, on Dynamite. How difficult could it fucking be? I want I want AJ Mendez, dude. Or, or, or AJ, one or the other. Now, I, Old I, I women know, I, were a part of the revolution. I know that she signs a wow. But it turns out, wow sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I think, I think the women's division would be in phenomenal hands behind AJ Mendez and Punk. Yeah. Together, I, I think the two of them running the women's division, dude, would be fucking money. Not taking anything from Soraya or Maria. I'm not sure of what their, you know, booking abilities would be or how the, what kind of chemistry they would have with the I think that's the important thing. It's it's the kind of chemistry that you're going to have with the roster. Because if you just have, I mean, just this is just no chemistry and there's no rapport or nothing like that, it's not going to come off well. Yeah. But if you get somebody that's working with the talent and working with the women and they're on the same page and they enjoy working with each other, I think that's what's important. So you got to get somebody that's going to vibe well with your women's locker room. Well, what didn't vibe here was uh, Britt Baker interrupted a Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm interview here, and uh, they were both there. Rosa says she was happy that she had a banger of a match after a two and a half year uh, year away hiatus, uh, being back in Japan. She said she wishes she won, but now she'll have to face her in a rematch in the U.S. soon. When that soon is, I don't know. Tony Storm and Rosa said they're now Thunderstorm and ready to take on any team. In walks Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. They said Thunderstorms are known to cause carnage, but they're well-versed in how to handle Thunderstorms. Rebel, then, Jesse, brings in a bag of sand, a legitimate sandbag. Baker handed it to Shivani as a play on words to what happened with Marina Shafir and Thunder Rosa, supposedly, where Thunder Rosa supposedly sandbagged Marina Shafir. 
in their match a few weeks ago. Why was this thrown on TV when clearly it was out in public that Thunder Rosa and Marina Shafir squashed their shit? And here we are, Britt Baker coming back after a few weeks off TV, kind of reigniting all that speculation and all that innuendo again on live television, making Thunder Rosa look bad all over again. I don't understand why. I did not like that at all. Me neither. I did not like that at all. and Unless Thunder Rosa, again, approved that and they went over it beforehand, uh, I don't think Britt Baker, like you said before, went into business for herself here. No, no, I don't believe that. I don't I don't believe, I mean, look, we do not fucking know, okay? We're sitting here speculating on all of this shit. But I don't believe Britt Baker went out there and just out of the blue brought up the sandbag thing and no one knew about it. Now, whose, I, whose idea was it originally? Again, we don't know. But... I just do not think it's a good look for Thunder Rosa right now, especially as we're still trying to establish her spot on the fucking roster and the way that and the way that they're using her and everything like that. This was unnecessary. Yeah. No one got this reference except people like us, insiders who hear the story. You can tell that the whole crowd didn't get it either. I mean, some of them got it, not all of them, but it just seems like something that did not benefit anyone. It didn't benefit anyone. It didn't like it didn't make Britt Baker look like more of a heel. I mean, it just it just seemed like something that seriously could have been omitted. Now it would maybe it would have been a little different if it was actually Marina Shafir involved in that, you know. And because I, I do like the you know take the reality and 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 put it into some kayfabe a little bit and bring it to the light and play with it. I do like that aspect, but this had nothing to do with Marina Shafir. No. Nothing at all. It was just Britt Baker coming out and throwing a sandbag in there and then just walking away and leaving our women's champion looking like a fucking, I mean, what are we doing here? Isn't the goal to get Thunder Rosa over as the top female wrestler in the company? She's losing overseas she's getting buried in promos like this what the fuck are we doing here man i don't know i just don't get it i don't know i don't i don't have an answer for you i wish i did i'm a man of many words and i'm uh, legitimately stumped on why this made television like who was thinking about this sandbag incident with Britt baker and fucking uh coming in here with rebel on, on tony storm and thunder rosa who i mean they heard the rumors Maybe it was true. Maybe it wasn't true. But these two women took it upon themselves to take a picture and address it on social media as, hey, you know what? Misunderstanding. Be squashed. We're both fucking professionals and we're going to move on. And that was the end of it as far as I was concerned. You know, you know, you know what? You know what? Uh, this is the last thing I'll say here because I want to move on. But uh, it, it honestly feels, Jesse, like uh, it feels like the only thing that I really found prominent in this segment was that there's potential real life uh, heat between Britt Baker and, and Thunder Rosa. That's all. That's all that came off to me here in this segment, and it was done purposely, and it was done. Uh, I don't want to say maliciously because it got, it did get approved by somebody, but it does come off a little malicious. It does. Remember how you said that you didn't want to mention the Santana issue because you had information that someone gave to you a long time ago, and then you weren't at liberty to disclose it. Yeah. Same thing here. I know. So let's move on. I know. Same so same thing with same thing with that last statement about possible beef. I just yeah. Hey. 
Oh, there are things that I wish I could say, folks. <laughs> wish I could say. Uh, I'd be uh, I'd be at 500,000 subscribers if I could break the news that I got. Believe me. Yeah. Serena Deeb and Anna J. Anna J, man, she looked pretty decent tonight. I'll say that she's getting better, man. One thing about Anna J, though, beautiful woman. Jungle Boy's a lucky man. Um, she is very good in the ring um, at this point. The only thing I don't like about Anna J is I get that she's smiley, but the one thing I don't like, man, is the fact that I feel like she's a, she's still a little hesitant. Like, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's her footing. Maybe it's, it's some nerves. Maybe it's uh, still learning along the way. Something there. She 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 knows how to take a bump. She's very she's very intense when she wants to be, which is great. I, I want her to be uh, an intense professional wrestler, but it, it, it seems like she's I don't know. It, it's there's there's some hesitation there. I don't know if you nope. pick up on that. No, no, I, I I know what you mean. It's it's her, it's her timing. Yeah. Okay. And her move set can use a little bit more impact. Yeah. She's working now. I don't, that doesn't mean I wanted to just immediately go to strong style. She's working a very safe style, which is the style she needs to be working until she's more comfortable making her moves more impactful because the last thing you want to do is hurt someone. So I get that. So if the, if the issue is she's a little bit soft in her style, that will come in time. Her timing is a little bit off with her positioning and things like that. But outside of that, you can see her repertoire growing. And it's easily apparent that she is working on it. So, and that's always been our thing here on this show. If we see that you're working at it, you really won't get too much of a complaint. I mean, you'll get the criticism of, ah, oh, there was a, a miscue here and a botch there, but clearly she's getting better. It's, it's, it's the people that are just bad in the ring every week, consistently bad with no signs of improvement. And that's, that's, that's a little taxing on the viewer. But... I don't mind watching someone, even if the match is not great. I don't mind watching the match if I'm looking at an improved wrestler from the last time that I watched the work. Yep. And I get that feeling with Anna Jay. I don't, she, I don't, I don't feel like that she's just sitting there waiting for her her number to be called and she's not trying. No, she she's working in the ring and it clear it clearly fucking shows. Well, she's so, only twenty four. And my God, she's only so twenty four. And uh, if she's gonna learn from anybody. She's going to be in the ring with somebody like Serena Deeman. She's going to learn a whole hell of a lot in uh, in a 10-minute yes. match. So, yes. uh, she was on tonight's show, obviously, because she is a Georgia native, and she was there, and her fa- friends and family were there. So, that's that's got to be a great feeling for, for her as well. I was hoping Christian was going to fucking run her down. Maybe. I- I'd, love to see, I'd love to see something like that. Yes, I, I, now yeah. that you mention it, yes, I'd love to see something like that. That would have been awesome. That would have been great. But um, Deeb here um, took over with a neck breaker. We go to commercial break. Uh, Jake came back with uh, some uh, running takeovers on Deeb. Uh, a suplex for a two. She wanted the Queen Slayer, but Deeb caught Jay in a European clutch. Deeb spun Jay around, went for a Deeb Tox. Jay fought out of it. Deeb locked on some crazy-looking submission, and uh, it looked like a, a leg lock or a leg submission, forcing Jay to escape. Jay hit a low heel kick. Deeb cut her off with a dragon screw. Uh, Anna Jay then comes back on Deeb with a queen slayer, and it was the high point, the dramatic moment of the match. Uh, Deeb was able to stand up and apply the serenity lock for the one, two, three. That's it. Tap out, and uh, that's pretty much it. 
Anna Jay had a uh, decent showing tonight against Serena Deeb. And after the match, Deeb wouldn't let go of the hold. Mercedes Martinez ran out, tore uh, up on, on, on Deeb. And uh, the match for Death Before Dishonor is set. Ring of Honor World Title for the Women's Championship. That is Mercedes Martinez and Serena Deeb. Should be a decent match. Now, I, I, I wanted to say what I said about Anna Jay first because I thought that was important because I do see improvement. Yep. Um, but I do have um, one major critique about this match for her. She needs to improve her selling. Her Anna selling, Jay does. Anna Jay does, yes. yes. Her selling, when D started working the leg, when she did like that, like that heel hook, um, that, that leg whip and took her down, there was no selling of that leg yet. I mean, that that it was so impactful in commentary. It was like, oh, oh, man, did you see that? You know, like, I, I said that too. Like, oh, shit, you got her by the leg. That should have been a hard sell on that leg right yep. there. And, and, and I mean, and look, I'm dissecting, okay, because I want to see her do get even better. But um, just the selling, just the selling, I think she could improve on the selling a little bit. I, I do like, though, I do like how she got that Queen Slayer over. You know, when she gets you in that queen slayer, the crowd pops. Yep. You know, right away because they knew, like, oh shit, this is, you know, shit, Deeb's in truck and trouble. Yeah, this dude. is she the, got there's, just, the queen there's just something about uh, a sleeper hole, bro. I don't know. People were yeah. crazy for a sleeper hole. Yeah, yeah. When you work it into the match the right way and everything else, dude, it comes off. It's it's so like, oh shit, that could be it. You lock it in and get her on the ground. Oh, uh, that that uh, it's. I, I like how she got that move over. That's fucking awesome, man. Um, selling, selling, selling. Work on that selling. And I think Anna Jay is, is making fantastic steps in the ring, man. Yeah. Um, she's not there yet. She she She's obviously uh, better than she was when we first saw her. But, you know, the last outing that she had with Jade at, uh, what was it, uh, double or nothing, it wasn't all that good. Um, yeah. This was a much better match to me against uh, Deeb than it was against Jade. Uh, again, 24 years old. Hopefully she uh, gets everything down that she needs to get down. And she uh, could be a centerpiece of this division. But... We have uh, her in the back after the match is over. And Tay Conti, she is kind of instigating here. Uh, she showed up and acted all sad, but Jay pointed out how she slammed Soho's hand in a car door last week. At least that wasn't me. Conti said Jay needed to make better choices for her career. So could, could we see uh, Anna Jay, Jesse, leave the Dark Order and join the Jericho Appreciation Society? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I like the tease though, but um, Anna Anna J is a is a core member of the Dark Order, and they're already dropping like flies. Yep. No one's leaving the Dark Order. <laughs> no one's leaving the Dark Order, dude. I like her in the Dark Order, and and she's she's likable in that role. You know, she's 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 a very likable babyface in that role. I don't want to see her turn any anytime soon. I would still like to see Thunder Rosa turn heel. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of leaning towards that direction as well. Yes, I would I would love to see it, and especially if it means bringing her in her own stable because everyone else gets their own fucking stable, and and don't just put her with fucking Tony Storm and call it a stable. Yeah. I want to see Thunder Rosa with the goddamn Renegade Twins, man. It would be fucking awesome. We'll see, man. People listen. People listen to this show. Maybe it happens. Yes. Jade Cargill, Stokely Hathaway, and the baddies were backstage. Jade said they weren't afraid of Athena or Chris Statland, and then they mocked Layla Gray for being an interim baddie. Stokely then said, whoa, 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 tried to cool them off, and said uh, that they'd be watching Statlander and Athena on Rampage. Kiara Hogan said Layla Gray was uh, never going to be a baddie. 
I don't know, bro. I, I'm kind of leaning towards Layla Gray over uh, over Kiara Hogan for the baddies, man. I don't know about you. That's why, but that's why she, that's why people like her. And that's why in the stable trying to, you know, Jade Cardio, he's still in herself, but she, she was a small amount of power. So who's too big with a low of a Okay. Um, and I think this is a great thing. It just turns like a, a black comedy club initiative. Oh, you're cutting out again, man. I don't know what yeah, the hell's going on. Complaining. I don't know, man. Uh, it seems like uh, it seems like uh, there's uh, a bad feeling in the air here for this fucking review tonight. I don't know what's going on, but uh, l- let's get through this shit. Uh, Jade and uh, the baddies. I don't know why Athena and uh, Chris Statlander are wrestling on um, on Rampage, uh, so that's that's going to be a match on Friday night. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, main event time: We got the uh, tag team championships on the line. Swerve in our glory. This is Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee defeated the Young Bucks, Matt Nick Jackson and Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs to win the AEW Tag Team Championships. This main event match was fucking great. Uh, this was a spot fest if I ever seen one. Near falls at the end were great. Gonna go over some of the highlights here so we can get on into the super chats. Jesse did not disconnect. He just shut his camera off. Um, Jesse, you still with us? I think Jesse did really disconnect. Jesse did really disconnect. Let me see. Hold on. He, uh... That's crazy. Jesse really did disconnect. I might have to do the rest of the view by myself. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um, all right, so uh, we got, uh, and I apologize for the tech. I, I don't know what is going on lately, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what's going on with the fucking technical difficulties. You, you, can't, even, you can't even begin, or I can't even begin to describe to you how frustrated I get when shit like this happens, I, I don't, I don't know. We did an extra earlier. I was live for NXT. Not one single fucking problem. I was live for Monday. Not one single fucking problem. I'm here. Jesse says, um, check StreamYard. Hold on one second. He's here folks. Let me, let me get him back in here. I don't know what's going on. I really don't. I don't know what's going on. Um, let's see. Uh, he is here Add to stream. There he is. There he is. He's back. Hey, you got me? Yeah, I got you. Woohoo. There you go. Full screen. There you go. He's back. Yeah, I don't know what's going I don't know what's going on, man. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's been rough lately, man. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um, all right. So main event time. Uh, we got new tag team champions here. Some of the highlights in this match. Uh Powerhouse Hobbs was awesome. Ricky Starks was awesome in this thing. Um, one of my favorite parts in this match was Powerhouse Hobbs just spine bustering. Uh, almost everybody here uh, towards the end of this thing. Matt hit his repeated Northern Light suplexes. Uh, he failed when he tried it on Keith Lee uh, and Hobbs. Hobbs came over, and uh, they both took him out. Um, him and Lee did. And then we got Starks and Hobbs getting control, working together to beat down Swerve. Swerve took a beating uh, in this match. Lee ran over with uh, some tackles and took everybody out. He then hurled Starks into the Bucks. 
went for a dive, but Hobbs and Stark stripped him up. Nick went for a Tope Kun hero, but Lee caught him and powerbombed him into his brother. Hobbs tagged in and faced off with Lee. They laid into each other with tackles and some running cross bodies, took each other out. So Hobbs hit a, this was crazy. I don't, I, Jesse, I don't know about you. I didn't think Hobbs was going to reach this fucking frog splash. No, I don't know how. I'm he like, he is it. way too far out there. I'm like, okay, he's going to just do a straight dive. If he tries to frog, he's going to fall short. I don't know how he made that shit. He made it. He, he made, made it. it. He, he hit a lengthy frog splash. So uh, while Hobbs adding something to his repertoire that we haven't seen much of before, he and Starks worked together to the doomsday cutter for another new fall. Bucks dispatched Starks and Hobbs started a super kick party on Swerve and Lee. Lee fired up, took the third super kick from Starks to uh, take him out. More super kicks allowed the Bucks to keep control. Hobbs fell into uh, the official at this point, and Rick Knox was taken out. He takes a referee bump. This is where things got a little silly because they were uh, scheming with the tag team titles, and they were using the tag team titles as if it was illegal uh, with the referee being down. Meanwhile, this is a triple threat tag team match. There are no rules. So I don't, well, get, I don't really get that vibe that they were, oh, look, we're going to scheme with the tag team titles. That They could have used the tag team titles. As soon as the bell rung, they could have used the titles as a weapon. But again, that goes against my logistics of why are they standing there waiting for a tag on the ring apron? I don't know. Just I mean, we there, got the we, we got that logic thrown out the window. There were no fucking tags at the end of this yeah, match. Well, I didn't even know who the I'm fucking legal man was. Why am I standing there? I'm like, what are you going to do? DQ me? There's no DQ. So the referee took this bump. Nick, uh, Nick, uh, can't even say his name. Rick Knox took the bump. Uh, Bucks brought the belts into the ring. Stark stopped them. Swerve grabbed the title belt and teased attacking Lee, but then he ran into a low blow from Matt. Matt cracked everybody with the belt and covered Swerve for a near fall. BTE trigger. Starks broke up the pin at the last second. Lee comes in and stops a Meltzer driver. He and Swerve hit the Doomsday Swerve stomp for an awesome near fall. As Star, uh, Starks and Hobbs broke it up at the very last second. We see a big parade of moves all around the ring with Hobbs hitting spine busters on literally everybody on top of one another, stacked everybody on top of one another. Starks rolled Swerve up for two, then crushed him with a spear for another close near fall. Brandon Cutler gets on the ring apron to distract the official, which, again, doesn't really prove to be logical here because it is all legal. The official was uh, distracted, and uh, this allowed Lee to hit the Bucks with Matt's shoe because Matt's shoe came off. Swerve hit a uh, moonsault off of Keith Lee's chest or a shooting star press off Keith Lee's chest, and uh, Lee pounced Starks. Like crazy before landing a huge flip dive onto everybody, did Keith Lee. Swerve then hit the swerve stomp on Starks to win the match and the AEW Tag Team Championships. Excellent, excellent closing sequence. Excellent tag team match. It was a little spot crazy, but uh, it was in vain of uh, a classic indie match. And uh, everybody got their shit in. Chaos, and we got new tag team champions. We talked about it at the end, uh, or the beginning rather, of the show. We don't know why the team of Swerve and Keith Lee won the tag team championships. It doesn't really fit into the logic of AEW TV right now. But I'm going to let it play out. I don't like I don't like that. I'm going to let it uh, play out. We're going to see. Uh, I hope it's not a transitional thing because if they took the Bucks uh, and the tag team titles off the Bucks and put them on somebody else, there's got to be a decent plan involved. And I want to see what Tony Khan's got in store. I hope. We'll see. We'll see. I, I, I saw some... I saw a report on my timeline, but it was from 
it was by someone that I blocked on Twitter and not even that reputable, so I'm not even gonna bring it up. But it was it was in regards to the reason why Bucks probably potentially dropped the title. I don't know if that news like that, if it's legit, it'll come out tomorrow morning, you know, to everybody else. We'll just wait for this for y'all to see. But again, I'm like everybody else. I, I like that Hobbs and, and Swerve are, you know, getting the nod. Definitely like that. But I don't get it. I don't get it. We'll see. Damn it, am I dying again? Yeah. Yeah, it's happening again. Let's wrap this shit up, man. Yeah, I, I got super chest three, bro. If you want, if you want to head on out of here, man, I'd say that's fine. I mean, uh, right, yeah, like I'm holding it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what the fuck. This is something. I don't know what the fuck is going on here, bro. I don't know, but I, I, I'm the screen. I just did a speed test, and I'm, I'm pushing out 990 gigs, dude. I don't, it, I don't know what it is, but it's something. It's something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. So if you want to head out of here, man, I'll, yeah. uh, I'll, uh, I'll set the venue up and uh, go over the super chats. Maybe the musical. Uh, Actually, be working for me. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but thanks for having me. Thanks for everybody showing up. Um, join me on my channel, Shot Town Smart. Follow me on Twitter, Shot Town Smart. Join me on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Fridays for the Rampage live reviews as well. And I will see you guys when my streaming again uh, Monday. See you guys on Monday. There you go. There Take you it go, easy. Man. I'll talk to you, man. I'll talk to you, man. All right, bro. Wait. There's uh all right there's uh there's Jesse there we're gonna shut his audio off and we're gonna we're gonna go and uh we're gonna go and do the venue and uh, we're gonna hopefully uh, get through these super chats if you guys bear with me I'm gonna set everything up the way it should be for uh, a typical podcast here there you go oh man look at me here I go and put me over here. Make me a little bigger over here. And now we got everything the way it should be on a normal show. And hopefully the music, hopefully the music. Hopefully the music plays and uh, I'm not getting cut off. So I'm going to need you guys to let me know if the music is still playing while I'm talking. Because I don't have any idea why it would be doing that. I don't know why it would be doing that. I'll give it a little bit to uh, get to the chat. Again, I apologize for all the uh, the technical uh, the technical difficulties tonight, man. I, I don't I don't know what the fuck is going on. The music is still cutting off. Yeah, I don't I I have I have no idea, man. I have no idea. I have no idea why the music is cutting out, man. I, I really don't understand. Kill the music, Jesse says. Music is cutting in and out. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I'd love, I'd love if if I could fucking get to the bottom of this. I really volume fluctuates.
I'm going to have to listen to this back. Sounds like he's cutting the volume up and down. Yeah, I, I have no idea, guys. I didn't. I honestly didn't touch anything. Fluctuating music. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Now, let's get through these Super Chats, guys. I appreciate everybody that stopped by tonight. I, uh, I'm i just, my mood is just shot. You know, my mood is just shot. I, I, don't, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't really get it. We'll figure it out. I'll, I'll be up all night worrying about this shit tonight. But uh, let, let's get to the Super Chats. This is why I shut the fucking chat down. Because uh, I know everybody would be like, Going crazy. Uh, Joseph Taylor with a $2 Super Chat. I miss Kenny Omega. Uh, yes, I can't wait for Kenny Omega to get back on television for sure. Um, he's going to be great when he gets back, man. Hopefully, he is 100% healthy, and uh, he gives us another uh, great run, honestly. Tony Brown. We got a $4.99 and a $1.99. All right, JD and Jesse. Rate, rate him. Bailey, Sasha, Tony, best assets I'm going uh they all got great assets uh Tony Brown I'm going Tony Bailey and then Sasha then he says Bailey's got perfect meat you would know about that booty meat Tony Brown Marquise with a five dollar super chat I did not see Keith Lee and Swerve winning tonight happy they did that tag match was great match of the night for me JD uh, I'm going uh Moxley and Takeshita that's mine Ryoff Wildfire with a 499 Super Jet. I'm happy for Lee and Swerve. Crying geeks, but Team Taz been here longer. I know you can't always get what you want, but go watch WWE. Oh, wait. They've been doing it. Listen, man, Starks and Hobbs, they'll get their day, man. It's coming. They're too good not to. Hooligram with a $5 Super Jet. Was really looking forward to Fighter Fest. Didn't want to, uh, didn't get to watch much of it because my dog is bougie. Always, I appreciate the content. OTS for life. Sorry about that, Hooligram. My cat is meowing outside my office door and it's also pissing me off tonight, so I know how it feels. Michael Evans with a $2 Super Chat. See you in Chicago, JD. Uh, I will be there, Michael Evans, more than likely. Esato Fortune with a Canadian $5 Super Chat. I got to admit, JD, I was shocked at the belt switch, but damn, that was hell of a main event. Usos and Street Profits better step up. Keep on rocking, JD and Jesse. Esato, thank you so much, brother. Joseph Taylor with a $2 Super Chat. JD, can you please pile drive Jesse on the concrete? No, Joseph Taylor, I will not do that. I will be saving that for Thunder Rosa. RD Alcorn with a $4.99 Super Chat. That tag title match was awesome. Has to be match of the year candidate right there. I don't know if I'd go that far. RD Alcorn, we still got uh, half a year to go. Drizzy Drew with a $4.99 Super Chat. Liked Swerve and Keith Lee winning, but... Man, I wanted Team Taz to win both since day one, and still no gold would have done Team Taz uh, reign, swerve, chase. Uh, I think that, well, listen, man, you ain't going to get any complaints out of me. I, uh, I think Swerve and uh, Keith Lee are going to be fine if they remain tag team champions, and there's going to be a little angle there to break them up. But, yes, I agree you. Team Taz really should uh, get a little rub for themselves, and I really think that, they should be 
in a championship position. No doubt about it. Also, can we thank you so much, brother, for the $500 Super Chat tonight? That is absolutely tremendous, man. Um, I wish the show was a little bit better as far as sound quality is concerned. I don't know what to do with this uh, sound cutting in and out. But uh, it says, can't stick around, script deadline, but wanted to stop by real quick to show some love. Great main event tonight on Dynamite. Surprised the Bucks dropped the title so soon. But excited to see Lee and Swerve as tag team champions. We'll see how long it lasts. J.D. Jesse, here's to another great post show. Oh, so we thank you so much, brother. And I hope all, all, all is well with you, your work, and your family, man. Much love, and we here at the OTS venue. OTS family, love you, man. JP5150 with a $10 super jab. Big congratulations to Swerve and Keith Lee, and Fighter Fest was pretty fun. In such a good mood, got some ice-cold beverages that uh, specially made uh, old-fashioned. From the Miami bartender, I guess. Cheers, brother. OTS brand for life. Thank you so much, JP5150. Uh, Thursday is usually my night to drink. I don't usually drink during the week. Uh, Thursday is my one night to really kind of uh, just lay back and just relax Thursday evening and watch some TV, catch up on some TV shows. I'll be making myself some homemade old fashions tomorrow night, brother. Raymond James with a $5 super chat. Thank you, OTS family. Wife is recovering from a stroke. Those prayer emojis, Sunday really helped OTS for life. Raymond James, thank you so much, brother. Everybody in the chat still right now, if you can, prayer emojis for Raymond James. We are definitely happy to hear that, Raymond James. Awesome news there. JMB Buscots with a Canadian $1 super chat. Thank you, JMB. Wayne King with a $20 super chat. Hashtag Swerve and Keith Lee are the new AEW World Tag Team Champions. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. RD Alcorn with a 499 Super Chat. So, just a thought. Could we get a triple threat tag match at All Out with some stipulations like an elimination match? Maybe. Maybe. I have no idea. I have no idea what they're doing at All Out with the Tag Team Championships. I figured it would be FTR, but we may be going in a different direction, bro. Patrick Palmer and Acknowledge Hakeem 515 become new members. Also, WUJ Money becomes a new member. What are you gentlemen drinking? You are part of the 11 new members tonight in the OTS venue. Thank you guys very, very, very much. Young Bakugo with a $5 super chat. I like Moxley. He was always my favorite in the Shield, but I understand why Cornette doesn't like him. I don't, I don't understand why Cornette doesn't like him. Moxley is legitimately a badass. Legitimately. And he's a great pro wrestler. I don't understand it. I really didn't, I didn't listen to it, so I don't know in what context he meant it, but I don't know why Worst Wrestler and John Moxley are in the same sentence. Kern Cluck with a 499 Super Chat. I didn't like the championship contender matches. I hope it doesn't continue beating the champ to get a title match. Yeah, I don't like it either, man. They, they, they uh, remind me too much of WWE. Too much. DJ Foot Clan and Patrick Charles become new members. Gentlemen, thank you so much. What are you drinking? Me Wilson with a 1999 Super Chat. Tonight's show was fine. Not perfect, but not bad. JD and Jesse, you guys are awesome. And JD, I know I should not mention WWE on Wednesday night, but Ronda says give the title to Liv Morgan, but Ronda takes away a Rumble win from Banks. Yeah. I don't get it. Ronda is going to be champion once again. Either her or Charlotte. Liv Morgan's days are pretty much short-lived on Friday night. 
NBA Young Fan, thank you for the Sasha update. We talked about that earlier. We read your super chat earlier. I appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate that super chat, man. I didn't know about that news. Uh, it must have broken uh, late tonight from FIFA. Gaming Witsaz with a new membership. Thank you so much, brother. We also got Nate and Nathan Whitlock becoming new members. Thank you, gentlemen. What are you drinking tonight? Nicholas Allen with a 1999 Super Chat. The taco, Jesse served me, was okay. It did fall apart after two bites. It was also a bit pricey considering it came from HelloFresh. Rosa hooked me up, though. The ticket times in the venue were great. Taffer approves. Bro, we are John Taffer approved. No doubt about it. Danny Baker with a 1999 Super Chat. Laughing my ass off. Super Chat just because of the Charlotte Robot voice. Hilarious. Have a good night. I appreciate you, uh, Danny Baker. Danny Baker, thank you for the 1999 Super Chat. I am the android. Those seem to work, though. The music, not so much. Tyler Mathis with the 499 Super Chat. I love your show, JD. Glad to be a member. Your post shows with Jesse make the night better. Jesse, send some tacos, bro. Please, hashtag OTS and Jesse's Tacos. Thank you, Tyler. Rainbow, the gamer with a four-month membership. Hi, JD and Jesse. You guys are funny. I like to think so, man. Some people say I should be a comedian in my off time. Dennis H. with a Canadian $50 super chat. The Howard Sterner Pro Wrestling News. P.S. Blood and Guts. Love your show, man. Thank you, Dennis. I appreciate you greatly, man. Thank you for the 50 bomb here on OTS. Ricardo with a five in UK. Thought we would see FTR versus the Young Bucks for the titles, but happy for Keith Lee and Swerve. Absolutely. AEW for life with a $5 UK. Give Anna about three or four years, and I think she will be top tier. I think she's AEW's version of Liv Morgan. I could see it. Absolutely. Both have made big improvements. And Anna Jay will get there, man. Liv made some big improvements herself, so I could definitely see that, and that's a nice comparison there. AEW for life. Hola, man, boy, with a two-month membership. Hey, JD, have you watched Stranger Things yet? I have not, brother. Hopefully soon. Chelsea with a $2 Canadian Super Chat. Minus the tech issues. Great show. King JD, hashtag OTS for life. Thank you, Chelsea, as always, for being in the chat and for the $2 Super Chat. Tommy Branigan with a $5 Super Chat. Awesome show, JD. Looking forward to the all-out show. Hopefully you have a good night. OTS for life. Thank you, Tommy. And Edmund Van Buren with a 499 Super Chat. Ever since I discovered your podcast, I listen a lot. I'm a truck driver and I work overnight, so your show gets me through my nights. Edmund Van Buren, thank you so much, brother. I appreciate that greatly. And that really makes me uh that really makes me happy, man. I'm glad to share the road with you and keep you uh on your toes and give you some company, man. That really is awesome. Thank you so much. Guys, I'm going to cut it short. Listen, I, again, I apologize for all the technical issues tonight. I, it literally just came out of nowhere. I'm looking at an update on my computer. It may be because my fucking computer needs an update. I'm going to test this shit out. I'm going to see what's going on. We were good on Monday. We were good on Tuesday. I don't know what it is tonight. Minus the, the music issues going in and out, fluctuating. We had Jesse with internet problems tonight. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Seemingly, somebody didn't want me to do a show tonight, but we trekked through it. We got through it. Uh, it wasn't to my liking. It wasn't at the quality that I uh, want to give you guys, and it bothers me. But uh, I appreciate all my VIPs. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for the 1,000 likes. Thank you to Osequi. Thank you to everybody for the Super Chats. Thank you for the 11 new members. Maybe I, maybe I should close the chat uh, Maybe I should close the chat down a lot more often. Honestly. 
Anyway, guys, uh, I'll see you tomorrow for probably an extra. And then uh, Friday, I'll be live on Friday Night SmackDown and AEW Rampage right here on OTS. By the way, go check out that extra that I did earlier today. It is on the homepage right now. And go check out all the other stuff that you might have missed on the channel. Until, until I can't even speak, guys. Until then, thank you so very much. And I will see you all on Friday Night SmackDown right here on OTS. I'll see you guys later.